Welcome to the GBHBL Whiplash. We're back. We won't go for the usual rigmarole of why it's been so long since we last spoke on a podcast. It is what it is. Life is life and we continue as it is. But we are back and we have a, a podcast to go through. Lots of stuff to talk about and tracks to play you. We'll get on to those in a bit. But first off, there is us. We are GBHBL Games, Brains and Head Banging Life. You can find us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Like us, subscribe, all of the stuff on there. Very important though, I would really, really like you to head over to Patreon. Maybe if you feel like it, you can chuck us a dollar over there. But if you want to get something in return properly until Patreon is sorted out in the new year, head over to Big Cartel. We've got stuff on sale. You can buy something from us and check this, we'll send it to you. Can you believe that? They give us money. It's magic, isn't it? And we send it to them. It's magic. Yeah. Keyring for fuck's sake. Two quid keyring. I think it's two pound. Yeah. It cost us about the same amount of money as it. Oh yeah, there's to no send, to send it to you. So. There's very little money, but it was just like, oh, we really wanted to have some merch, so we were going to going to do that. So yeah. yeah, check out all the stuff basically, and of course this podcast on SoundCloud. If you listen to Apple Music, subscribe, leave us a rating, five stars, please. Don't be a wanker. And yeah, I think that's about it. That's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, that's everywhere. Mm. We're on the world wide web basically. Yeah, if you type GBHBL or Games Brains and Headbanging Life in anywhere, you'll see all our stuff. Yep. Basically, yeah, it's as easy as that. But of course, hopefully you're here for the music, so let's start with a track. We are looking at Depressed, Beyond the Putrid Fiction. They hail from the Brazilian shores, having formed in 1998, but earned a decent underground recognition around Brazil with their demo tape. But they would then go on a long hiatus about the year 2000. And in 2012, Giovanni Ventura put the band together again, started to work on their first album, After Life and Darkness, which came out via Black Lion Records in 2015. Now their sophomore album, Beyond the Putrid Fiction, Depressed presents us with a work of precision that can bring anyone into a realm of absolute darkness and abhorrence. Throughout the 11 tracks of San, Santo Andre, didn't, never heard of that place, Santo, nope. Santo Andre, I was going to read it as San Andreas, but Santo Andre based quintet churn out all the crucial elements of classic death metal to ensure an ear-shattering listening experience, encompassing ultra-fast beats, precise thrashy riffs, frenzied solos and even doomier passages. This album is a lethal weapon to mangle both the body and mind, almost been recognition. Beyond the Putrid Fiction was actually released on the 22nd of November via Black Line Records, it's their label. And this is the title track off this album. It's very, very heavy, so do enjoy. Oh, <laughs> 
good Christmas song, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect <laughs> for the year. Get you in the right nice mood. So, yeah, talking points, really. Little bits of information, things that have come up. There's quite a bit, and as always, we're not going to go through every little detail. Just more picking the ones that kind of got my attention or that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. The most recent one is this Faith No More stuff. Yeah, that's mm. good news, isn't it? It is, and have you seen the latest? No, uh, I don't know what's the latest. I've seen the um, fest- European Festival announcements. The latest is that on a ticket weapon site, I believe it is Live Nation's one, maybe, Live Nation, there's a Birmingham date. All right. A Birmingham date next year. I mean, appears. I was pretty confident that um, when they said that they're... Because they said, right, obviously, the new music. Mm-hmm. They said they time to come back to Europe. Yep. They announced a few festivals. Yep. You know, I, I have to admit, I was pretty confident that there was going to be a big tour announced around those yep. festivals. And I, they're not going to, like... good thing about living in London, they're not going to skip London. Of course. So... Yeah, I mean, the minute I heard that they was doing a European tour, I was like, yeah, we're going to see Faith No More. I know it's a bit, probably a bit cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the, kind of the assumption, isn't it? No, it's a fair assumption. If they're doing Birmingham, they're, you know, they're, if they're coming to the UK, they'll probably, because they're, you know, four, three, four major cities, won't they? Yeah. They're not going to do like uh, 10, 12 gigs around the UK. No, no. You'll probably see them do a night in London, Birmingham, Manchester, maybe, I don't know, maybe go to Dublin or Northern Ireland or Scotland or something. I think so, because it certainly looks like there are obviously not any UK festivals. Um, no. There is one, there is a possibility, though. What, download? No, no, Gla- no. They'd have been Glastonbury. Uh, Glastonbury? Actually, you know what? That's actually two, then. Well done for throwing Glastonbury out there. I didn't even consider that. I always wondered that. why they never got, like, talked for that, because, uh, you know... They fit perfectly. I think they fit it all right, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't fit Glastonbury perfectly. You know, the but, one I'm thinking they of... They don't deserve them. Sorry, they don't deserve them. <laughs> well, obviously not a download because download have announced almost all the major bands. I'd be yeah. very surprised if Faith No More was added at this late stage, but yeah. we will get onto that later on. They're obviously not Bloodstock because there'd be a headliner, and that's not the case. Um, however, tomorrow morning, as of recording now, it's Sunday night. Uh, so today, actually, by the time this goes out, you will know Rambler Man have literally just put, as a time of recording, put a social media post up saying 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I, I, too I, big, surely, and they, don't you think? None, I don't think Rambler Man have. Uh, we're going to get the Rambler Man uh, bands that have been announced so yeah. far, but no headliners have yeah, been I announced. Mean, that'd be one hell of a coup, wouldn't it? Wouldn't Fuck it just? Else. Yeah, that'd see their ticket prices shoot up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're only going to have one headliner on one day because we can't afford a yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's a very strong possibility. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. It would be. It would certainly be um, a, a reason, a, a massive reason to go. We need it because you know, when we get, I don't know, I don't know how much you've looked at it, but when we get yeah, to what Rambler Man have announced, it's uh, I don't, well, yeah, but yeah, so Faith No More. I mean, going off the last time we saw them, what was it, 2015? Yeah, around that. Yeah, at the um, the Roundhouse, Roundhouse. Right. it was an incredible show off the back yeah, of an incredible great. album. I'm hoping they'll play there again. I'm hoping it'll be the Roundhouse mm. again. Yep, yeah, very much enjoy that place, and uh, yeah, they were brilliant there. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the first. Um, well, it was definitely the first show in there. One of my first shows ever where I wasn't down on the floor. Yeah, we were upstairs. Uh, we were upstairs. But, but like, it didn't matter. It was, it was great. Anything, it was almost better. That's yeah. never heaving like, to the point of uncomfortable, doesn't it? You're right, yeah. I'd, I've got very fond memories of that gig. Very, very fond memories. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Right, Modern yeah. Technology. Are you aware of this band? No. Local, local band. Well, it's country local in that sense. Yeah. Um, noise rock, however you call it, drone and stuff like that. And I just want to give a shout out to them because of what they do with their music. Now, I really like their music. Good guys as well. But um, they're releasing a live album, have released a live album, which was recorded um, uh, It was recorded at Exploding Head Sessions at the Shackwell Arms in London. All right. It's a six-track album. And like their previous release as well, all the proceeds to this is going to crisis for Christmas. Yeah. So basically, pop over there pick up this album. We're going to be playing you a track from this live album at the very end. I wanted to save it to the end. 
uh, to sort of be the outro because it's such a unique, uh, very... Not for everyone, I can tell you that right now, it's not for everyone. But over this last year, thanks to a band we're going to be talking about in a bit, I have a very much new appreciation for the likes of Drone, Electro Doom and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I still don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, I do have a massive appreciation for for the fact that they're um, doing their bit for charity and it's good charity as well. Yeah. So just pop over there. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just pop over there, pick it up. It's six tracks, you can hear some of their... And, like, it's live in a sense where... only when the song ends yeah. and you hear a bit of like smattering of cheers and applause that you realise it's a live album. It's like, it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. I mean, this time of year anyway, yeah, everyone's going to be bombarded with requests to donate money to charities like Crisis and that. So, and uh, if you do, this is obviously a great way to donate to them while also getting some music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a win-win, isn't it? Absolutely. fucking Want to make yourself feel better kind of run up to Christmas? Give some money to Crisis. You want to make yourself feel better on top of that? Do it via buying this album. There you go. <laughs> Job done. Yeah, you can't put any better than that. And for all your modern technology it, fans... Yeah, and then may... give it to somebody who likes noise rock. <laughs> <laughs> With all your modern technology fans who may not know about this or haven't paid attention to it yet, not, not only is it four tracks from the previous release, it's got two brand new tracks. And one of those brand new tracks is the one we'll be playing at the end. So, oh, Children of Bodom. Yeah. You read is... all this crazy... What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it's a bit mad, isn't it? I kind of come out of the blue a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange in a way. It's like I never really kind of watched, looked at Children of Bottom and felt that they were like a madly settled band. They always seemed to be like a Alexi's band. Yeah. And, um, you know, things just happened and they released good albums, mediocre albums, you know, back and forward and everything was just there. You know, but it always looks like... The bit I was surprised about is the fact that it appears to be everyone else's band except for Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the bit that threw me. So if you don't know this, just quickly run down. The drummer, bass player and keyboard player are all leaving. This was just out of the blue. like, And it's a weird kind of leaving as well because yeah. they're like, oh, we're going to do these last shows up to December 15th, I think it is. And then it came out that those th- trio or someone yeah. from that trio controls the name Children of the Bottom. It had a patent for it, it's the patent the, on it. It's their band. So, yeah, <laughs> when they leave... Yeah, Alexi, uh, whoever the other guitarist is, um, and yeah. is that it? Who else is in the band? It's not five piece. Two guitarists, yeah, just key- vocals, keyboards, keyboards leaving, uh, drums, drums leaving, bass leaving, keyboards, keyboards playing. Leaving. So we're left so with be, yeah. Alexi and the, the guitarist yeah. who joined for the last yeah, album. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so oh. it'd be Alexi and the new member. Well then, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, obviously, all is not well in the bottom camp. Mm. Um, generally, I'll be completely honest with you. I remember thinking, like, when I heard this, that. It might not be a bad thing, yep. to be honest, because I think Bottom, while they do still release good tracks and all that sort of stuff, I think they're just like, I don't know, sort of like stuck in this rut of they just do the same thing every couple of years. Yes. And like, you, know, you never get like a you know a, 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 an absolute masterpiece anymore. A world beating, yeah. You see them live and they're great, but you never really see like, you know, the show that you'll talk about for the rest of your life. It's true. Maybe they need a split, man. Maybe the three members are going to take the name and go and get themselves a new singer and guitarist and make something different. And maybe Alexi will be inspired to join up another band and make something different. And we might end up with two great bands out of it. Yeah. You know, because at the moment we've got one, which I like Children of Modern a lot. But recently it felt like we've got one kind of run of the mill, mediocre kind of melodic death metal bands sort of guy in there. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it splits what they need. Maybe, yeah, refresh everyone, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's just really, really weird the way it all came about. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right, in a couple of weeks' time, you're going to get a new Democritus EP called Damnation. Uh, we got sent this. I don't know if yep. you had a chance to listen to it through that. I haven't listened to it yet, no. Okay, look, I, I, I have written the review, um, and all I give massive props to it's really fucking good. 
In fact, one of the tracks on it, which you can actually see, it's the latest release from a BTK, I said was probably the best track they've done to date. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to... That's good. Yeah? That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Four tracks long. Progressing, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really, really good EP. It's out, I think, the 20th or 21st of December. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it might be the 20th of December. It's just before Christmas anyway. And it's one of those kind of like special bands from Bloodstock that we kind of want to see do well. So it's yeah, great. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good news. I haven't heard it yet. I will listen to it, of course. Or yeah. Well, it's nice, easy, digestible. Like I said, it's four tracks long. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty short, isn't it? So, have you been paying attention to my Boobs of Doom run this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? I, know, I know what's going on with it. Yeah? Yeah. 12 months. 12 albums. Album a month. Yeah. They had a, they have a title for it. Um, I can't remember what it's called. K... I've only got the albums up, so I'm not going to go into too much detail unless it's right at the very bottom. No, I'd have to click on one, so I'm going to do that. But basically, I had a sort of plan with it. And, uh, you know, when it first came away in January, I was like, sure, fine. I'm always intrigued by a little bit of drone, a little bit of electro doom, and all that kind of mad electronica stuff in this mm-hmm. two-piece. And uh, by the end of this, it has been... What a journey. So the albums are... started in January. I want to read out each album and just, you know... Um, I'm not going to say what I thought of each one because you can read about that over on the site individually. But basically, we had ESC, E-S-C dot. Um, then we had Terror Management Theory. Then we had Anok Egikin, uh, Weird Art Riot, Sorcerer, Skeleton Jazz Wizard, Endless Doomlord Syndrome, Sedation of the Ancients, Universal Monsters, which is one of the best ones, uh, Self Defense for Victim Shamers. We have you now a Doom Hop Mega Mixtape by Booze of Don. That Doom, that's probably the worst one of the bunch, purely because it's it mainly... It sounds it, just by the title. It's... It, yeah. It's more of a um, other people covering her shit. And the way it's stylized, and it's funny that when they edited my uh, review for a Twitter thing, they chose a part where I basically said, it's because they basically, there's like, I think it's 15 or 16 tracks... But it's stylized into two parts. Yeah. So from the point of a listener, it flows wonderfully. From the point of a reviewer, fucking nightmare. Trying to work out what was what. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I looked at, I remember because I had the two parts in, sent to me in the files, listened to it that way. Then when I went to Bandcamp to try and like look at who was doing what, what the track titles were, I like, why is there like 14 or 15 tracks? What? And it, it, they, they cut and put like that. But it does end this month. It ends actually very soon. I think it's like December 8th. Right. Normally these releases are on the 25th, but this one's coming quicker. Yeah. And it's Peace on Earth. And while it's not a Christmas album per se, it's certainly stylized with some interesting stuff in it. And this amazing thing happened when I was listening to this. I got really sad that this journey was coming to an end, this 12-month journey. Oh, they're going to release more music after this. They're already talking about an announcement in January. But this thing that started off as next to nothing for me, of just like... A Scotch duo who is so unappealing to so many people um, has just won me over and given me a new appreciation. What's the purpose? Why? Why release an album a month? Was there a reason for it? Yeah, at the very start of the review, um, each review would have the same mass of text. Um, It was the Cosmic Cognitive Dissonance Inception Engine. And it was in parts. And basically, at the start of each review, I would always copy and paste the exact same thing, which is... Um, and it's really lengthy where they explain what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right. And it's re- and, but it's also... Uh, have you ever read um, Trainspot by Irving, Wel- Irving Welsh? I've never read uh, it, no. Um, so he writes... He writes Scottish... Scottish. How it sounds, yeah. he writes it. Makes... So they, that's effectively what they do. Right. So it is kind of like that. But... um. 
yeah, this journey, this plan, this concept they had for this 12 months is ending. So um, I just want to give them a shout out, really, because I've really, really, they, it's it's given me a new appreciation for the style of music they do. And it's certainly not like um, for everyone. And I think don't, I think only two albums I've given any higher than eight. Bo- yeah. uh, Peace on Earth and Universe of Monsters might be the two. I also vaguely remember really liking Sorcerer. But, you know, some of them have been as low as five because ultimately sometimes yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. But I admire what they've been doing. Yeah. Okay. So last but not least, Slayer. Played the last show last night. Yeah. Officially, finally. After, what, two odd years of it? At LA. Thoughts? Going to miss them? <laughs> uh, nah, not particularly. I do. It's kind of a strange thing, isn't it? Like, lots of respect for Slayer. But at the same time, like, you know, if it's done, if it's done. It's done. Yep. You know. Do you think it is? Oh, you, I, yeah, I don't think anything's ever done these days. I would imagine we wouldn't see Slayer around now for a couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years' time there was a reason that they felt that they were ready to maybe do a reunion show or something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. at all. I, I'm not against them doing it the way that they've done it. You know, they said this is the end. They haven't come out and made any mad speeches about anything. They've just, you know, said that we, we, we've done, we've, we've kind of drained drained the river. We've got nothing else to offer. We're going to finish up. They went on a mad tour everywhere around the world. Yeah, literally twice, everywhere. I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, I've got a lot of respect for them. A lot of love for Slayer. You know, a lot of not bothered about moments with Slayer as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not like sad that they're going because if they're going, they're going. That's yeah. It. Realistically, you know, I don't want to piss off any kind of Mad Slayer fans, but if they weren't going, and then they were like touring London next year, still as much chance I wouldn't go anyway. Yeah. So I'm not, it's not really a massive loss to me, but I'd imagine it's a massive loss to a lot of people. Yep. It is an end of an era to mm-hmm. a degree. So you know, I kind of get that. I think that's where the respect element comes from. It. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a strange one. It's a different style of music in it, but you see other bands that have been around longer and. Who are still going. Yep. You know, and I guess they're in it for life. I guess they're on. Yeah, you know, okay. They feel like they're done. Yep. Be interesting to see what happens next. If, like, uh, band members, like you like to carry King, mm. are going to start up new bands and stuff like that. I think that give you a real indication of, like, uh, whether or not they'll ever come back. Again, well, I'm like you. Never say never. No. I, I would imagine, like, I don't know who they would be, right? But there's some, like, heavy metal record label or festival running overlords. Yeah. sit there. And every time a band plays their last show, then from that point onwards, they're trying to make them their big booking at the next festival. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, going, right, add Slayer to the list. Yeah, yeah. them in there. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I think the biggest thing, the thing you can most believe is, let's like, you know, if they were able to come back in future, it'll be a like festival show. Yeah, definitely, yeah. festival show, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, some big stadium thing, man. You yeah. Know? But, you know, like, it's, it'd be kind of, also, they, by, by, by not playing anymore, by not being around anymore, you also make yourself the biggest possible draw. Yeah. You know, like not now, not right away, but in three, four, five years time, the festival that can get you on board and come out and say, one-off Slayer reunion show, yeah. just sells all their tickets. You're absolutely you right. Know, so you might, you know, I'm not saying that's why they did it. I'm not saying that about Slayer. But I'm saying from a festival perspective, like right now, like you're like, right, high alert now, a couple of years time, let's get Slayer. You're, you're right, actually. It makes you a commodity. I'm going to use an example I was talking to my wife with the other day. Uh, we were talking about At The Gates, because At The Gates are playing in London on December 19th. Yeah. And the show was originally at the Electric Ballroom. 
and then it got moved to the underworld, which is obviously uh, capacity quite lower. Yeah. It's it it's the obviously tickets tickets yeah, of course it's yeah, got yeah. ticket sales. Yeah, and uh, she was like, oh, I can't believe that, and I'm like, well, what, what do you mean you can't believe? They're not a commodity. Not only is it that close, she's like, oh, it must be because it's close to Christmas. I said, yeah, and Adagates play here quite a bit now. Yeah. Like, they play here quite a bit. You're no longer a commodity. So there's less, like, do you know what I mean, like, draw to see you, if that makes sense. No, yeah. You yeah, know? Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it then. Slayer. Like, I'm going to say mine is Brendan. I'm not massively bothered because I'm not a big Slayer fan, you know? We had the chance, just like many people do, to go see them as part of their final UK shows um, on this tour, and we didn't. Nope. So there you go. I think that says a lot. Necessary. Yeah, I did like the um, lit up stadium in LA. Oh, though. looked good, didn't it? It looked awesome. The it front did. Of it. it looked like a, a record on the uh, like on the top. It was very, very cool. Very nice. Very, very nice. Right, we'll, we'll play another track now. We'll play another track. We're going to Dress to Kill now. Dress to Kill are a heavy speed metal band from China, inspired by the '80s in horror and cult movie and retro culture. They released their debut full length album, Midnight Impulsion, on November twenty third, two thousand nineteen. It's a lot of fun. It's a good album. And this is a track from it. It's called Rose of Kowloon, which is that a city or a place in somewhere? It sounds like it. It, it. I'm sure it is. It sort of rings a bell, but, you know, I, I didn't look into it. Enjoy the track. It's a banger.
we're going to look at some festivals now. Basically, we've already done quite a lot of videos where I'm doing announcements. So considering it's uh, leading up to Christmas, there are going to be none of the no more festival announcements, barring Ramblin' Man, apparently. Um, which by the time you watch this, they will have done it. So annoyingly, we've had to leave that one off. Yeah. But we're down on Bloodstock. Uh, it's very unlikely that they will have anything before the new year. Yeah. I'll be very, very surprised. So we're going to recap them. And we're going to take a nice little look through the download one first. So we're going to go day by day because downloads now split in the days. And I guess chime in if you've got something to say. Wargasm. Cellar Door Moon Crow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bocassa. Yeah, not a fan. British Lion. Not particularly a fan. Blues Pills. Never earlier. Uh, Electric Wizard. Pretty cool. Yeah, no problem with that. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'm always like that with Doom when it's the first one of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's by the fourth. Yeah, by like, yeah. <laughs> no more Doom. But I'll throw my hat in behind Electric Wizard and then if there's any more, I won't be interested. That's, that's so at least it's a good choice to yeah. throw a hat in. It's one of the biggest. Uh, Tiny Moving Parts. I have no idea who that no, is. No, I've not heard of him. Well, I don't think I have. Definitely. Pup. I do know Pup. I've done some reaction videos with my son, who happens to be a big fan of them. Right. I'm not sure I get it. Yeah. But there you go. I'm going to assume I wouldn't like it then. I'm going to assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I probably wouldn't. If, if you're not sure about it and Dan loves it, oh, I'm God. probably going to hate it. <laughs> We're going through this thing at the moment with this band called Strat- Static Dress. You know, we've done right. a second reaction video to their second song, or two songs they only have. And uh, I just don't get it. I'm <laughs> bored watching him, but, uh, you know, but he seems to love them. So, uh, Wayward Sons. Of course, Wayward Sons, I would argue, are one of these upcoming rock bands you need to keep a very close eye on. They're certainly rising for the ranks fast. Yeah. A Theory. Don't know Theory. I don't know them either. You'd think you would, considering how high up they are yeah. on that list. Like, I, I'm Theory, Theory of a Dead Man. It's a different band. Yeah. Then we get Maybe Airborne. Sorry? Maybe it's like half a theory of a dead man. <laughs> yeah, 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 just theory. The dead somebody called there. Dead Man on, the, on another day. <laughs> uh, we get Airborne, Airborne being Airborne again. Yeah, I mean, I've never never really got on the Airborne train, to be honest. So. Well, you know I'm well and truly off that train nowadays. Um, so this excites me about as much as yep. uh, Planker would. Yeah. Uh, Black Veil Brides. It's perfect for download. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't give a fuck, mate. To yeah, be honest, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mad makeup. Like, like your outfits. The um, Offspring. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Yeah. Particularly uh, Deftones? Uh, probably cool. Probably. Uh, you know, I've always got this kind of like hangover with Deftones From where the, I've only yeah. ever seen them once at a festival when they sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, back in the 90s, wasn't right? it? Yeah. So which yeah. has never like left my mind. It's the only time I saw them. So it's the, um, you know, whenever I go, oh, Deftones live, that's what instantly pops back into my head. It's like, my God, they were shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we get Friday's headliner, Kiss. Yeah. And uh, I already know your feelings on Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. fan. Couldn't care. Couldn't care less. Just play God Gave Rock and Roll to you, and then, and then I'll leave. <sighs> Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Uncured. Don't know yet. Dead Label. Know very well. Yeah. The band. Like them. Yes. I, I basically spend half my weeks now in their local. Yeah. got, like, Dead Label stuff everywhere at the um, Fibber and McGee's in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, actually, this this part is quite good overall. I think yeah. Lotus Eater. Yeah, this is right. a band that we saw at Bloodstock 2019. Yeah, uh, it's a reaction video for going up for me and Dan over their latest single, and it is one of the most, I think, one of the most fun reaction videos we've done because I just so I my confusion of that song is fucking insane. Uh, Bleed from within. Yeah, solid metal yeah. core. Nothing wrong with that. Chelsea Grin. Not a big fan to be honest, but mm. it's all right. They're all right. Uh, Blackout Problems. No, I don't know them. I don't I think so do anyway. I. Uh, Puppy. Not a massive fan again, but, you know, yeah. it's all right. 
The Last International A. Don't know. Don't know. Dying Fetus. Yeah, that'd be cool. Do you think? See, I don't yeah, really get I'm, the appeal in them. No, I know, but like, I'm thinking of it more about, I've been there for the day. Mm-hmm. I've watched a couple of bands I don't really know, and then just get something nice and like heavy. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. If I was following through the day, yeah, you, like we were like, we'll be right, so we're doing Dead Label, like, we'll see a point yeah. from within. Then might, maybe what, you might watch a bit of Chelsea Green, yeah. and then you'd be like, oh, God. And then you go, oh, should we go and watch Lion Fetus or not? I think you're going to go, yeah, come on. True, hey, true, true. And obituary, obituary yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Stone Broken? I don't know them, I don't think either. Nope. Uh, the Wild Hearts? Uh, fine. Yeah, no problem. The, when, this is the whole band then, not just Ginger in it. Yeah, it's the Wild Hearts, Wild Hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing I said about this when this was announced, we did the announcement video, was like, um, the clue for me is why I'm not bothered at the Wild Hearts is they were at Bloodstock. Yeah. And we didn't see them. Uh, Bush. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I was very surprised to see them on there. I didn't realise that they were back like as a band. Yeah. Or if it's just like a one-off sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was never, don't get me wrong, I was never a massive fan, but they had that one album, Razor Blade Suitcase, which yeah. kind of came out at the time when I was listening to, you know, rock metal. And I do remember liking a couple of tracks on it, like Swallowed and... Yep. And, and then one or two more, but like, you know, even the names of the other one or two haven't stuck in my mind, so it hasn't made that much Yeah, impact. yeah, but you, if you were there, you'd probably... I'd probably, you know, like, it'd be the sort of thing where I think I would absolutely hate every moment of the show, but probably enjoy it if they played Swallowed and maybe the other song that I liked and be yep. like, oh, cool. cool. Anyway, forget about that then. Never see them again. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't quite forgiven Gavin Rosdale for Constantine. I know he's not sold oh, right. what bad thing in that, but he's fucking yeah, yeah. bad in it, so... Yeah. He's not an actor, though. Yeah, yeah. But don't put him in a film, then. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't, he didn't put himself in a film. Yeah, but then he's still, <laughs> he's still got more personality than Keanu Reeves. We're not doing mm. constant... Ter- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daughtery. Leave Keanu alone, mate. Well, he, he's... he's um, what was it? Was it him? Um... He's the internet's, like, favourite... Oh, fuck, what was it? He's... Husband or something like that. Breathtaking. He's breathtaking. He that was breathtaking. the whole I'm video. breathtaking. That was the whole video. Absolutely well, at the moment, he... Well, he's kind of died away a bit, but for a while, he was the internet darling. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing how that worked out around the same time as John Wick 3 was coming out. It's interesting it? now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he was going to be in a game, weren't he? Cyberpunk? Oh, right, that yeah, was where it yeah. was from E3. Um, yeah, we'll get off topic. Daughtery. Yeah. <laughs> Daughtery, yeah. I know them. Um, I think I do anyway. Mm. I think I reviewed a single of theirs about a year ago, which cool. was like a comeback kind of thing. Yeah. If it's the same band I'm thinking of. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, pr- the Pretty Reckless. I don't like them. Don't like them either. Soz. <laughs> yeah there we go uh, Kill Switch Engage yeah I mean it's the biggest band in the world isn't it if you go down some channels yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like them a lot I really do and I, you know, I don't think they're the biggest band in the world and I, I think they're probably positioned well there yep. to yeah. be honest with you I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there going what how can Kill Switch Engage aren't headlining that day yeah 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 yeah. but no I like them a lot of course I do I yeah. didn't realise I liked them a lot until we saw them with Parkway Drive and I was like oh I do like them yeah, and the new <laughs> album is pretty good yeah. as well. The new album is good, so it's not like there's no dislike here in Kill Switch no, no, Engage, no, no, but we yeah. we just get frustrated with. Yeah, but I'm more than happy to see them. I probably really really enjoy it. Yeah, just get bored of people to, like questioning why aren't Kill Switch Engage headlining every festival in the world? Yeah, we? agreed. Then we get to a band that should be headlining festivals around the world, but yeah. are actually playing second fiddle and maybe third fiddle going off the poster as there happens to be a yeah, big old gap between gap them. There, there is a gap because there's a gap there, there's a gap there. Where does he look here? There's a baby metal sized gap right there. Oh, no, <laughs> thankfully they're already on the Sunday. Oh, they're on there, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, so it's Gojira. Gojira are playing the Saturday. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I want to say that would be amazing, but I don't think it'll, I think it'll be good. Yeah, they're probably, I don't know, it depends how, if they are third or not. I guess they won't go quite to town with it like they would if they were head when they why would you if you've only got an hour but they'll be they'll be great yeah be great it's Gojira man and then we get Iron Maiden of course another download staple Legacy of the Beast tour yeah 
Uh, if there was a day, if I was there on a Saturday, it would be uh, yeah. Of course, I'd see Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. It's as easy as that. Yeah. yeah. Then we get to Sunday, and on Sunday we have Dead Posey. Don't know yeah. Mar- Mar- Mariana's Trench. Don't know. Lit. Sounds like a euphemism, though. No, it's it's Mariana's it's, Trench. It's named after the trench under the sea in it. Is it? Yeah, that in like some the, bird called Mariana's the trench. deepest point of the ocean or something. Oh. Something like that. Every day is a school day. <laughs> uh, lit. I know the name, but I don't think... They're old school, right? Yeah, they? I think so. I can't, for the life of me, think of a single style of music, song, album, anything. Mm. The name, like, stands out. Yeah, then we get Wednesday 13. Yeah, I'm, yeah. again, like, fine. Not, not a massive fan myself, but... If I had nothing else to do, I'd watch it. Uh, that's bad. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out of my way. Then a band I would avoid, like, The Plague, because, <laughs> um, for some reason, nostalgia makes people go stupid. Yeah. P.O.D. Yeah. <sighs> ah... I feel so sharp. Yeah, I, I don't even like. I don't, well, that's probably the song I can remember. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure there was like two songs. There was but two, think, but like, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I've got nothing else. I've got nothing. Never entered my head as even a desire to. Oh God, I wish one day Pod would <laughs> be about again. <laughs> you know, Pod as well. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Pod. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's the? Do we know what POD stands for? Oh God. One oh, day, they, um, they were a Christian. They're a metal Christian band, band aren't they? they? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's. Peace on the dear devil? No, that Peace on the devil. That doesn't make sense, yeah. I know, I was trying to find something to squeeze in for God there, but yeah. no. Then we get of Mice and Men working their way back slowly after they uh, obviously um, lost their singer. I can't remember his name, but he had a degenerative disease. Yeah. Um, and that basically knocked them down from being able to play Brixton to last time I think they were here, they might have been playing the Underworld. Right, yeah. Um, so credit to them for still busying away. I like of Mice and Men. I'd probably go, I'd go and see them. Okay. They're one of the best bands in the world next. In fact, it gets really good. Periphery. Periphery. I love Periphery. I wish I'd been able to see them when they just played in London. Alas, I was working, so that was a no-no. Um, I still have not seen Periphery live, so their time will come. But yeah, Periphery, I think they're fantastic. I'm not that bothered about them, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. It's no. pro- progressive stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get a band that I think before Blood started, none of us would give a damn about, but no. how things change. Yeah, especially now, like, it's not even about the fact that Power Wolf are playing, it's about the fact that it's all Power Wolf at a festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, got to go and see that. Yeah, Power Wolf, um, they were brilliant. a complete surprise brilliant at Bloodstock. Brilliant live band, brilliant yeah. live band. Elstorm? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you still don't whatever. care? No, I've never really got into it, I don't I, they're a big band, aren't they? Like, they've got a massive following. They've got dedicated followers as well. Yeah. Just uh, It's not even about the gimmicks. It's not about any of that stuff. It's just I don't particularly like the music. Yep. I yeah. agree. I, it's a band that I struggle to understand. And uh, that very vocal minority, and I say minority, of 100-odd people who go, oh, they should headline Bloodstock. I'll punch yeah. you in the throat, man. Uh, Baroness. Yeah, Baroness are cool. Yeah, Baroness are great. It's as simple as that. Skillet. I don't think I know Skillet. Yeah, but what does that name say to you? I... Uh, for some reason, I think individual. It's an individual. Um, really? Yeah, like not a band. I don't know them, so I'm just take, I'm guessing here. But like, I read Skillet and I think, um, you know, okay, cool. It's J Devil, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it does sound like a kind of rap name. Yeah, like DJ Skillet or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. But I could be wrong. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Just by like... the name. Warm people up for the next one, I suppose. And then we get, uh, <laughs> then we get them. Here they come out yeah. to do their synchronized dancing. It is Baby Metal. This rest, in fact, the rest of Sunday is 
I don't know if it, I get it. I think it's fantastic. If you're a casual uh, rock and metal fan who occasionally dips your toe in, you would have a great time on Sunday. I really do. But uh, baby metal, um, I here's the thing. If I was there, I would go out of my way to see baby metal. Yeah. Just because I have to. Yeah, so would I, but only because I feel like at some point I have to see them. Yep. Otherwise, I should stop dissing them the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas if I go and see them and I also think, oh my God, this is shocking, then I feel like I'm more justified in my dissing. Absolutely. Imagine that debate we have with someone with baby metal. You can say, I've listened on record, I've seen them live, and I don't like it. Yep. That is, you, you, there's no argument. fucking weird. Yeah, because somebody comments on the review for Baby Metal's latest album, which wasn't a massively negative review. I tried no. to be positive as possible. But somebody comments were like, oh, you know, you should see them live and you'll change your mind. I'm like, that's, yeah, you're right, I haven't seen them. But I don't yeah. want to pay 40 plus pound for a pound I don't like on record. No. That feels weird to me. And they almost kind of tempted me when they're playing in the UK, I think it's February, as their support band is really weird, but it's a band I like. It's Creeper. Right. But that's still like... Yeah, there's two reasons for me not to go. <laughs> fucking hell. What I've got to do is chuck Volby on the fucking list now and they'll, they'll have literally put together the, my worst gig ever. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we start to build up the ranks and we get Disturbed next. Yeah, I was quite surprised by this because I thought Baby Metal would be bigger than Disturbed mm. now. Uh, obviously, I was wrong, but I thought they would have been above Disturbed. But I would have thought they'd been higher too. Yeah, but it's, it's obviously a name thing. Yeah. Maybe it's the... The fact that they've changed their band around Baby Metal or something. Maybe they have to start again. <laughs> Work up through the ranks like a proper metal band. Well, by pres- coming in at one place lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I presume <laughs> but, uh, bookers know what they're, what they're talking about in that you know, sense. I can honestly say, I, I hand on heart believe that I would hate every second of Disturbed. Yep. I really do. I don't have the nostalgia feeling for it. I never found the, the noises from uh, stupefying all that like cool when I was younger. Yep. I listened to some of their stuff, of course I did, but I haven't been a Disturbed, I, wouldn't, no, I don't think I've ever been a Disturbed fan. Fan, yeah. But I, say I haven't properly listened to an album in a couple of, like a decade probably, mm. either. So for me, it would just be like, the minute he gets out there and everyone around me starts going, ooh, what, <laughs> I would just be like, fuck this, I am off. Yeah, 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 I'll meet you guys later, kind of find thing. a soundproof portaloo. See, up until recent, I thought, because uh, I've never seen Disturbed live, I thought, well, you know, if they're a festival, I'd check him out. Because the new album I didn't think was terrible. I thought it was all right. Yeah. But then we did a track by track for The Sickness, which is an album right. I remember really liking as a teenager. That was a big one for them, wasn't it? Yeah. Like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was the debut. Um, had Voices, Stupefied, Down With The Sickness, uh, yeah. Shout 2000, the cover of Tears For Fears, Shout. It was a big deal for them. Um, but doing that track by track, I had the most miserable time ever. I or I think it was one of the most negative track by tracks I ever did. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of really rem- made me go, wow, you, your tastes have so changed so much. Yeah. You can't even... Because li- normally you can go back Some to these old like, ones. Yeah, yeah, they have a bit of longevity about them, yeah. don't they? It's like uh, you get a little bit of the nostalgia feeling. You're like, oh shit, I remember. Damn, this is as good as I remember. Why haven't I listened to this for 10 years? Yeah. But I don't get that was disturbed. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing in their catalogue. That makes me go like, oh, but that one song's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah that's it. There's what. That's exactly it. That one song. I'm like, I'm exactly the same. Probably the closest I can get to it, and it's not even sung by them in the version I've seen, mm. which is that um, most recent cover. Oh, uh, the sound of silence. The sound of silence, purely because of the singing of it in the Trolls movie. Right. <laughs> they do a cracking job of it. <laughs> Very good. All right, then we get Volbeat. Uh, Volbeat are currently on my. Oh, I've, I've, list. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I've realised that um, depending upon output, 
I mean, this might sound obvious, but depending on output, bands start to slide down my love. Uh, for example, there are certain other bands that I found I'm not enjoying as much because I'm not loving either what they're doing out there or how much they're playing live or what I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, yeah. Ghost are on a downward spiral at the moment for me. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they have been for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Since the first time they got like released a song. Yeah, well... It's you know, been going steadier, further well, downhill. Volbeat are another one. Um, yeah, you weren't a massive fan of their most recent output. I just... Yeah, I, I watched some of the videos on it and... Uh, it's like, like there was a lot of stuff where you were kind of like, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't really doing anything for you anymore. Yeah, it, that's the biggest thing. It's like I can't criticize the likes of say Earlstorm and all that for effectively just sticking the one note and yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, cool. and then listen to Volbeat and go, you're doing exactly the same fucking yeah. thing. The thrill isn't there, the excitement isn't there. You that's know? what I think happens with this stuff. I don't think it's necessarily that they're doing anything different or changed. Mm. It's just that our tastes change, and we you listen, we listen to so much music. And you see the efforts, I think, sometimes from smaller bands and everything like that. And you appreciate like a band sometimes that maybe you wouldn't necessarily like musically. Maybe Boobs of Doom are probably not a good example. Yep. But you appreciate the effort and everything. And then these big bands just keep churning out the same album. It makes you think like, you know, come on guys, what the fuck? We've got all these little bands down here trying to make a name for themselves and they're trying everything. Yep. And you're just going to release like the same album, part four. Yeah, yeah, you exactly know? that. Exactly that. Which then brings us to the sub-headliner of the Sunday, and it is Korn. Yep. It is Korn, it's... They're doing a... Korn? Their dubstep album in full, aren't they? Oh, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah. paradigm shift. No, like, the, the, the most recent album's pretty good, mm. um, to be fair. I, the, it's festival, though, so I doubt they're going to touch on that an awful lot. Yep. Probably get a track or two from it, if you're lucky. It's, um, I guess it's his greatest hit stuff, isn't it? You, you would hope so, it's yeah. a festival, yeah. So as long as the greatest hit stayed in what I would steam as a greatest hit, I'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. I think it'd be fine. I think if yeah. I was there, I'd be like, yeah, cool, I'm going to see Corn. It's the only real time I'm going to pay to see them will be at our festival yeah. uh, nowadays, unless they're part of a lineup that's pretty stonkingly good, that kind of thing. But that then brings us to the headliner. And if you've watched any of our videos, uh, we won't go too long to this, but nope. fuck this headliner. And it is System of a Down. Now I get it. They're a huge name and you're plenty of you are massive fans and love the nostalgic feel of going to see System of a Down. I despise this headliner purely because of how... Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, here you go, system. You've not done anything in what is it now? Jesus Christ, 2006. So, oh my God, it's over 15 years. And it's just like, here you go. Yeah. Come headline again. Yeah, you know, we, we did speak about it. And I, I don't, I think it sucks that they're there. I don't think they should be there at all. The only thing I will say overall, not about System of a Down, but for the download lineup, is mm. that, like, I always find download, obviously it's done for ticket sales. It has to be. And yes. I get that. But I always find it, like, on one side of it, I think it's really cool that there are some bands there, like your Dead Labels, uh, you know, that sort of size of band. Yep. And even, like, your Power Wolves and that to a degree, because they're not big over here. Yep. And I think that's great that they're there and they're getting an opportunity and all that sort of stuff. But when you look at the top half of that lineup, it's like being transported back like, yep. 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, you've got Offspring, Kiss, System of a Down, Maiden, Corn. Mm. And it's like disturbed to me. Yeah. And then you get to the bottom half of it, and I don't know half the bands in there, but then you're looking and you're seeing like the other side of download, which is like Wayward Sons getting a chance, yeah. label get, and that's like really cool. But it is such a big divide between like here's all the new stuff down there at the bottom, and here's all your old stuff. Yeah. Just like to, to here's here's yeah. what sells tickets. Here's yeah. what sells out. I always find it weird when I look at it, and it's like oh strange. Yeah, yeah. But then that's just that is the, that is the downloads the festival way, unfortunately. Um, you know, and yes. until more and more retire, uh, yeah, and yeah, still call it quits, it nothing will change. That's as simple as that. 
There's the download recap. That is every band announced for download up to this point as of the 1st of December. Of course, we'll do other videos when they announce and so on. But as of right now, that is it. So we're going to move on to Bloodstock and the Bloodstock 2020 lineup. The recap of what is currently on that. A lot less bands, so it won't be as long. But we will start with the bands that are been that are currently on stage in the second stage, the Sophie Lancaster stage. Yep. Uh, we have, what's that, two, three, five, set, six overall. So on the Friday, we have Bosk. I'm familiar, but not overly familiar. I, I'm not very familiar at all, other than the name. Mm. For some reason, I'm instantly thinking this is a Doom Sludge band. I could be wrong. I always read it myself as Boss K. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I only, because, only because Bosk <laughs> sounds like such a weird word. Like Bosk. Yeah. I've yeah. always gone like uh, Bosk. Bosk. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. So I don't know who they are. Yeah. Was... Oh, not, not well enough to know. I'll know by the time the festival comes. Had the shape and opinion yeah. on it, yeah. Bloody wood. Now, did that, you watch the video of the... I watched the video that you 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 and uh, Lou did about yeah. them. And I felt, my feelings about Bloody Wood were exactly the same as yours in that I feel like I should know who these are. Yeah. But I've never even heard of you. Yeah. I don't, not even in like casual conversation. I don't ever remember that name coming up. Um, I, I, I personally, I quite like the idea of what, what it is. I yeah. Think is, is it from India? Yeah. Um, Mumbai, isn't it? Yeah. Mumbai. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's always cool. To see bands coming from so far away, where places that aren't natural homes for metal, mm. and and you know, I'll try and check them out. To be honest, yeah, it could be a good palate cleanser after Devon as the headliner yeah. for Friday, because they're the headliners of a selfie, which brings us to the main stage. Now Friday's got the least ones uh, on it at the moment, and we begin with Sacred Reich. Yeah, Dave McLean. Um, <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, right? As much as like Sacred Reich are cool and all that sort of stuff, and I want to see Dave Pedrons, and I'll probably try and catch some Sacred Reich. Mm. I actually really didn't rate the most recent release very you didn't, well, yeah. heavily at all. Yeah, so there is that. There is that. Then we get Dark Tranquility, probably one of your most anticipated of the weekend. Yeah, I'm over the moon with this. Yes, I was like, this was announced when we were there when yeah. last year, so I was over the moon with it then. I'm still over the moon now. I'm still sleeping and waking up dreaming of Dark Tranquility. Ah. Uh. But yeah, no, I'm a massive fan. Um, it's been a while now since they've released some music as well, so hopefully... Um, true, a true, time true, true, like true. four years ago now. So maybe, maybe 2020 around the time. That'd be cool, yeah. that'd be cool. Uh, then we've got Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals uh, doing a Pantera set. Yep. It's... Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's yeah, exactly that how I see news. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely over the moon with that. Um, purely everything from a musical perspective, so can't wait for it. The only thing I would like them to do is because all I ever see now yeah. when, when Phil and the Illegals play is they only seem to ever do a Pantera set so why not just call it something like the Illegals Pantera set well, like, it's always Philip H. and Selma and the Illegals doing a Pantera set yeah. but every video I've ever seen of them playing the last year has been them doing a Pantera set it has been for <laughs> yeah. a while yeah I mean they haven't like, released new music for a while have they as a band oh god it was a couple of years. it's been a couple of years I think so yeah but anyway, either way, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be hear fun. Some Pantera songs. I imagine it'll be kept mostly on the heavy side of it. We're unlikely to hear Phil wailing the ending to Cemetery Gates. I'd be very, very <laughs> surprised. It will be. It'll be your heavy favourites. Yeah, 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 which would be cool. And then we get uh, Skindred. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah, Mrs. Finks are awesome. They do definitely bring it live. I and mean, even when I watched them with her a couple of years back, while I wasn't enjoying them musically because I don't really know a lot of the songs. Mm. The, there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm and that's kind of enjoyable you know I was like yeah this is cool 
Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I'm probably unlikely to check them out. Anyway, I've seen Skindred in the past, and um, I, 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 I really liked them at one point, and then there was a thing I saw at the other two where, you know, the whole, always oh, great on stage, and I was like, but he's saying exactly what he said the last time I saw yeah. him, so it's rehearsed. Suddenly, it really put a downer on me, and I'm just not, not a big of a fan. Uh, I'd be very surprised if I saw Skindred, yeah. but who knows? Who knows, exactly? And then we get to Friday night's headliner. What could be the best thing ever or the most boring yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, firstly, I'm over the moon that Devin Townsend is there. Yeah. Absolutely over the moon about it. So this is not a negative speech in any way whatsoever. However, I'm very aware that Devin has so much music mm. <coughs> in so many different styles <laughs> and, you know, different kind of bands and avenues that he takes that he's going to play, say, I don't know, 12 tracks or two, depending on what music he plays. Yep. Um and it could be 12 absolute bangers or 12 ones I don't like at all. Yes. I'm very aware that I don't know what I'm going to get. That's it. But I am very excited to see it. Yeah, it, it really is that. <laughs> I, I'm in the same mind where it's like, it could be spectacular. I'm like, oh, I love this and I love that and I love that. Or a lot of the time I'm like, fuck me. He's, He's got just such a wide range yeah. of, of skills and music that there is as much Devin Townsend stuff I hate or dislike yep. as there is that I love. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> and I literally, you know, depending on what he's going to do, I see this is the thing, I, I worry sometimes when these kind of guys headline Bloodstock because I sometimes feel that they feel forced to go down a particular route. Yeah. And they're going to do their heavier stuff. Whereas actually a lot of Devin's stuff that I prefer is when he gets a bit more trippy and a bit wacky yep. and a bit more like melodic. Yeah. Agreed. But, you know, we'll see what he does. Either way, I'm excited to see. Yeah, it's going to be a sight no matter what. So that's Friday. Saturday, we go to the Sophie Lancaster stage again. We've got three bands for you. We've got the wonderful, wonderful Ramage Inc. Yep. Very, very pleased for them to see them on that stage. Uh, Memoriam? Uh, yeah, I know enough about them. Yep. They're a decent band, yeah. Yep, and then... The yeah, band of the right, weekend. I, I, I want to preempt all this because I, I know how this was going to go. I know Where exactly how this is going to go. But like, um, I th- go back, oh, maybe a couple of months ago, before the very first single then was released, yep. that kind of thing. And I don't think you would have given a shit. How things change. The headline oh, no, of a Saturday. No, you, you, I, would, I would have. I don't know. If you actually go back to um, a video even earlier than that that we did and when we were predicting bands we'd like to see at Bloodstone next year, mm. they were one of the bands. Oh, really? Cool. I think they were anyway. Oh, I'm right. pretty sure they were. Excellent. Um, you go back a year no, longer than that, maybe two years ago, I wouldn't have cared whatsoever. Yeah. In fact, I would have probably felt like by name alone, I would have actively avoided seeing them. Yeah. Like it was just not my thing. But yeah, like now, just to me, when that got announced, I was like, not only did I was like, yes, I got one right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but secondly, I was kind of like, yeah, do you know what? Like at the moment, that's the band of the weekend that's just been announced for me there. Yeah, it's Cattle Decapitation, we should have said. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> what you say? Cattle Decapitation. Yeah. The new album, Death Atlas, is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That band of progressed, man. Anyone who avoids them because of the name and the fact that they're hailed as extreme metal, and they are extreme. Yep. <clears throat> but there's so much more to them. I mean, yeah, I'm going to start reviewing the album now. So let's just go check out his review on the site. It's very detailed, <clears throat> very interesting, well worth a read. All right, we go to the main stage and then we get Ginger. And I'm looking forward to seeing Ginger just to hopefully see live what yeah. all the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Other yeah. than that, I'll, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I've got no problem with Ginger. Yeah. I just not, not really bought into it yet. Yeah, we both agreed on that, yeah. having listened to the music and record. We get it, it's good, it's likeable, it's stuff like that. But yeah. the next big thing, we're not quite there yet. Maybe the live will, will be yeah. that. Uh, violence. Uh, yeah, but I'm very happy to see this, actually. To, yeah. to a degree. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but uh, Violence have, uh, have a huge spot in my musical history. Yeah. From, mainly from the members that have been in it, moved on to other themes, gone back to it, you know. So it'd be kind of cool to be able to tick it off and say that, you know, I saw 
like Rob and Phil's original band yeah. and all that stuff. And, yeah. I ho- and I hope I like it. Yeah, same here. It's one of those where it's more of a box ticket. I'm really hoping that they don't like halfway through their set go, right, uh, Phil, guitar solo. <laughs> just come out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get Paradise Lost playing Draconian Times in full. I'm still on a fence about this one. I know it's a classic album, but it's not one I'm overly familiar with. But yeah. I do like the band, so... I'm, whereas I'm okay with the band. I, I don't dislike the band. I wouldn't mm. have never said I'm a massive fan. I would have been much in a better position if they was doing like 10 greatest hits. Yeah. Um, rather than an album. Although I guess the good thing about them doing an album back to back is like it's easy to spot up on it. It is, yeah. You just you know, listen I, to... I know what you're going to play. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly that. I can listen to it and then off the back of that I can decide whether I'm going to watch it or not. Yeah, exactly that. It does make it easy. Perhaps that's what we should get down the route or maybe bands before a month before they play should announce their set list. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go. So we're going to... Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the Saturday Night's Headliner, Behemoth. Now I need to correct something here as I got corrected. Uh, in a previous video when I announced I said it was the first time they'd headline Bloodstock. It's not. Uh, I think it was 2009. Okay. They headlined the same year when Machine Head headlined and Lamb oh, right. of God headlined. That's back a few years, isn't it? So. It is. So this is this is a different beast, I think. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I mean, Behemoth have changed a lot over the last decade. Anyway. Of course, yeah. Especially these days. Easily argue they're a more accessible black metal band mm-hmm. than they were 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward it. to it in the sense that I think they're really going to go for it. I would, yeah, I would hope so. Also, I think... Without knowing what you're going to get from Devon and obviously other headliners, I think, you know, I want something on that kind of black yep. edge a little bit, you know. So if they do go for it, like, it could be, it could be memorable. It could be memorable, yeah. We get to Sunday, we've got one band on the Sophie Lancaster stage. It's Green Long, a bit of Stoner, Stoner Doom, Yay. Stoner Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you won't be as stoned out or doomed out <laughs> no, this I mean, year. I mean, it's probably the only straight up one so far. Yeah, on the lineup. Uh, we got on the main stage. We've got a bunch of babies. Uh, I... Yeah, no. I know the name, but I keep getting them confused for another band, don't I? Yeah, backyard babies. Backyard babies. Like no, that, bunch so. of babies of uh, two females front and um, uh, a bit more metalcore, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan, so it's not it's not high on my list. Put it that way. Uh, Diamond, same goes for Diamond Head. Um, I've seen Diamond Head live. I just uh, I don't know. I just did a stump, not for me. No, it's a, this is main stage, isn't it? So yeah. this is early as well, isn't it? In theory, it would be. Yeah, yeah unless they bump loads of people down below them, but it looks like it'd be quite early on in the day. Mm. So yeah, it's just a name from the past, really. Life of Agony. Uh, yeah, I call cool enough band. I like the band from a. They're a likable kind of band. Yep. A lot of stuff that you've done interviews and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, wicked interview with uh, uh, the guitarist. Yeah, so I mean I think that probably I remember listening to that and that probably made me like the band and want to see them a bit more. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, pre that I wasn't overly bothered. Okay, cool. Yeah, glad that can affect. I mean I love the new album and I'm a big fan of Life of Agony. Uh this would be this is a good one for me. I'm really pleased about it. I'm hoping it go down very, very well. Yeah. And then we get the wonderful Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Very happy with that. Yeah, yeah no complaints on this one. No complaints at all. Uh, Glory Hammer. I'm on the fence about this one. We saw them at Bloodstock. Uh, me and Lou saw them at Bloodstock uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, they were much lower down than they currently are in this lineup. Mm-hmm. And they were fun. They were fun. But I think it was like 30 minutes of it. I yeah. don't know how 45, 50 minutes of it's going to kind of be. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm neither, I'm not on either side. I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe not. Depends what else is on. Yeah, I mean, I... From from a style perspective, there isn't much of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so far, anyway. I know so there's a lot yeah. to be announced. So um, yeah, I've, you know, at the moment I'm looking at it and going, oh, that might be my power fix. 
you know. Yeah, you're right. At the moment, there isn't like lots of that power battle metal kind yeah. of stuff, you know. And then, of course, we get to the headliner of Sunday, and it's Judas Priest, 50 years of Judas Priest. There's not, there's not loads to say. It's no. Judas Priest. Judas Priest. He'll be amazing. Yeah. Of course he will. Um, I get I get the, the opinion on, like, is it too soon? Yep. You know, kind of get it. Oh, I yeah. I guess at the same time, it's, you know, it's Judas Priest. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. It's his 50 years. It's Bloodstock's 20 years. Yep. I don't know. Stars are aligned. It, it is. I get. Like I said. I, I. I think I said it when uh, they were announced. It's like I, I do completely understand people's frustration, and normally that would be something with headliners. I don't think it's necessarily that much of a big deal, yeah. As compared to bands down low down, because you know the headliner should never be why you buy your ticket. Should yeah, never yeah. be what buy your ticket. And at Bloodstock, it definitely more than any other. I think it should never be why you buy your ticket. Yeah. You know. But there you go. That's Bloodstock 2020 as of December 1st, 2019. The recap. Yeah. Right, Rambler Man, not much on this one. Rambler Man Fair 2020, we're going to go through what's currently been announced as of this time of recording because there's going to be an announcement by the time this video goes out, annoying as fuck, but yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, right, so Friday, fun at the fair, the main stage, Monster Truck. Do you know Monster Truck? Uh, I, I, do you know why? I think I know the name because I think they've been announced at Rambler Man, maybe not last year, maybe the year before. Yeah. But other than that, I don't I don't know anything about them. Same here. It's and a weird thing, Rambling Man, with this Friday at the Fair thing as well. Anyway, you know? yeah. So you you you, you can buy a weekend ticket for Rambling Man. Shorten it to Rambling because we're like on first names. <laughs> yeah, <basis. laughs> Rambling. But um, when you do, it only covers a Saturday and Sunday. Yep. The Friday is treated like a completely separate gig to a yeah. degree. So you can buy a ticket to go for the Friday, and then you can buy a weekend ticket for the Saturday and Sunday. Yep. I think if you go VIP there or something, you get all free. That's right, yeah. Something like that anyway. So. It's, it is an odd It's a very one. strange thing. It's unlikely that if I was going to Rambling Man, I'd buy a weekend ticket and then a separate Friday ticket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to be a pretty big draw on a Friday for me to go, oh, I'll go to that as well. Agreed, agreed. Um, I, I find uh, that, that system really, really odd. And mm. like last year, you know, the temptation was to for the darkness, but yeah. it was Friday Band. Yeah, the Friday Band, yeah. 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 It was going all the way down to Maystone from where we are. At half seven on a Friday, yeah. to watch a couple of bands and then come back again. It's it's not going to happen. Madness. Yeah, not for the price that Rambling Man no. wants as well. Then we so that was it. That's it for Friday. Yeah. Uh, Saturday at the fair and for the prog <clears throat> in the park because again Rambling Man's thing works like they their, their days have a different Saturday at the fair and yeah. Sunday this and then it's like oh you're prog in the park and you have the main stage and all that. Just call them stages. <clears throat> prog in the park. We have big big train. Yeah, much bigger than big train. <laughs> big, big train. Big train. Do mm. not know who they are though. Yeah, same. The only thing I will say is that there are loads of them. How many That's are there? what? Eight. No, five, seven, sorry. Seven, seven of them, them yeah. yeah. They made a little pyramid shape out of their heads. I like that. That's yeah, cool. but the top, they cut, they cropped the picture too much. Top oh, guy's missing God, the top yeah. of his head. I don't know who they are. No, I don't either. Uh, Pure Reason Revolution. Also don't know. Same. That looks very trippy though. It looks almost, almost goth rock. Yeah, I was thinking more like Pet Shop Boys. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, I can go but... with that, yeah. Except it's man or woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, curved air, curved air. I don't know, but that looks um very ballad heavy. Yeah, I don't know my, but this is actually the problem throughout all of this. Yeah, Lazulu. Now looking Lazuline, at them, Lazuli. they look they look Viking like man. They look they look like they could be up our straight. Just going off their image. I know you should never judge a band by their image because they could come out and start doing acoustic ballads. Yeah, they could do. But uh, that seems they like look, it might look a bit more proggy. Yeah, maybe it looks like quite folky, doesn't it? The mm. way that they're dressed and that, but. Moon Safari? I don't know them. Yeah. At all. Same. They're standing outside a stable. 
and uh, six of them. A lot of these bands have a lot of members. Yeah. And then we get Blurred Vision. That, I do know that name, weirdly mm. Oh, enough. really? Okay. Um, I'm wondering if it might be like a kind of 90s kind of Britpop sort of thing. I think... But maybe I'm getting them confused with somebody else. I don't know. God, I The name it's... rings the bell. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And the Britpop. Oh. All right, then we go to Sunday and we're on the Groove Rider stage. And some bands we actually do know, yeah. thankfully. We've got Hawkwind. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Hawkwind. Yeah, I've seen Hawkwind. See Hawkwind. Yeah. Well, again, I wouldn't probably know more than a handful of songs off heart, but um, it's a name, isn't it? Can yeah. Tick a name off the list. That's exactly it. Uh, the Vintage Caravan. I don't, I don't know these. Um, I do know them. They're, 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 again, one to watch in the same sort of way as Wayward Sons were last year. I think the Vintage Caravan or that. Right. The name gets banded around a lot in regards to sort of rock and yeah. up-and-comers. And then we get the <laughs> weird one, the New Death Cult. Now, if I didn't know better, e.g., I didn't know what the festival was, I'd look at it and go, new metal? Just the image. Yeah, so the image is all. You know all what? The image does goes to me. What? Um, it goes more down like the German psychedelic route, like um, Ramstein or Stein, whatever you want to call them. Okay. That, that's what I'm looking at and I'm getting from that mm. kind of trancey, like DJ, like electro metal. Interesting because of the colour. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we are, we're getting pictures. We're probably completely wrong, but yeah. there you go. Probably plays like folk, folk rock ballads. Yeah. yeah, they just happen to have a bad picture taken, mm. no makeup on, so they put them on. Then we've got Crown Lands. Yeah, not 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 aware, not aware of them. And Piston. Uh, Piston, I feel feel like I know the name. Yeah, same, right? Yeah, I just yeah, I, I you know I, I'm not confident on it, but I feel like I do. Like, I'm looking at some of the picture, the image of the bands. I'm like, do I know a couple of those members? Or like like him in the right in the red coat. I feel like. Yeah. But maybe 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 just getting confused by the outfits. That's it. That's it as of right now for Ramblin' Man, although that will be answered pretty, pretty soon. So right. hopefully we'll get an updated video I mean, as soon as possible. But that's Ramblin' Man as of right now. The good thing about the Ramblin' Man announcements mm. to date, I think for me, is that at this point last year, they'd announced bands were already, I was going, that's not bad, you know, that's not bad. Yeah. Whereas I look at that now and I go, oh, I don't even need to consider it next year. At yeah, moment, to be honest with you, that's it's there's no there's no selling point there for us. No, no way. I know there's a fair fair bit still to come, you know. But um, you'll have to. I'd have to get an, a couple of announcements in a row where most of the bands I like for it to now be worth a day to again. Yeah, if it is as I predicted it earlier, Faith No More as one of the headliners, that will be a starting point. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Cool. That's a start. And let's see what else we can get in that. Yeah, day. I mean, if you get something like big like Faith No More as a headliner. Then I only need you to chuck in two or three more. Yeah. And that's worth the money for me. Yeah. For a day. Like, I don't yeah. need ten. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I like Faith them more at the end of the day. Three or four. throughout the day and then I can go and check out the what's the new the ride, ride, rising stage. Yeah, right. I was gonna say like Faith No More, two or three that you're yeah. vaguely aware of or wanna see, and then just some up and comers as yeah. you say. Yeah. yeah. And that'll yeah. be enough. Then then you then you can have my money. Yeah, there you go. That's what you need to do, Ramblin' Man. Yeah. Get Faith No More. <laughs> or we're gonna be so disappointed tomorrow. Or Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so there's our Ramblin' Man recap. That's how it currently stands as of December 1st, 2019. Right, we're going to run you through the Metal to the Masses. Metal to the Masses, Bloodstock. All the locations and venues, I believe, have been arranged. And all the locations have, done about yeah, the venues. Yeah. So we're just going to fly through where they're taking place. And then we're going to talk about one particular, of course. So we've got Scotland at La Belle Angley. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Angel. Angel. So Scotland back again. Uh, Devon and Cornwall. The Palladium Club. Now, I think this is new, right? F- uh, first one for a while, I think. I think they've had it before. Yeah. But I remember um, reading some posts about it. I think somebody posted a few things in the forums. I was talking about transport and stuff like that. So. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Sheffield, regular one. It's at the Mulberry Tavern. 
So the ape, that's a regular one, always produces quality from up there. Yeah. Northern Ireland, man, voodoo. Yeah. Another great yeah. output from Northern Ireland, man. Yeah, this is a this is one if you're in a Northern Ireland man, this is what they you know, considering who won as well and last year oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Republic of Ireland, Fibber 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 McGee's. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> Again, the output's been good. Like you know, it seems. I mean, I've obviously been to the pub a lot. I've yep. not seen music in there, but it's got like it's it's, it's a nice size, man. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, but like I think, like you think, oh, fucking hell, Dead Label. Um, who did we see from there last year? Asex were Northern Ireland, weren't they? Oh, God, I can't I can't remember, remember. But anyway, whoever they were. So I think I think the thing with the Irish ones is because they don't have one in every county. Mm. So you get the best of the country. Yeah, traveling just to that than one place. Like yeah, the best of Dublin, the best of whatever you know. True, true, true. Uh, Poland's back again at the Rude Boy Club. Yeah, that's a good one. Hitchin again. Hitchin yep. always produces great. Club eighty five. Earthbounds won it. <coughs> uh, North Wales. Penny. North Wales. Penny Black and Excess. Mm. Newcastle Trillions. Mm. Uh, Brighton Green Door Stage. Green Door Store. Hmm. Can't read it right. Milton Keynes at the Crawford Arms. It's kind of a famous venue. Comes yeah. up quite a bit. Uh, Stoke at the Underground. Probably a common name. Yeah. <laughs> venue. Norway Rockin. Yeah. Uh, Leeds the Library Club. Pub. Nottingham. What did I say? Library Club. Library <laughs> Club. Library Pub. Nottingham the Rescue Rooms. Another of course. Venue in it. Yeah. Cheltenham the Frog and Fiddle. It's another big one. South Wales, where the likes of Democritus came from. Fuel Rock Club Cardiff, always produces quality. Wolves, KK Steel Mill, this is a huge one. This is yeah. probably one of the biggest ones, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, not for like length, that's London. Jesus KK Christ, that's London. Downing's one. Yeah. Uh, Somerset, the Bridgewater Town Hall. Oxford, the Wheat Sheaf. Wheat Sheaf. Yeah. Bristol, the Exchange. Norwich, the Brickmakers. We'll come back to that one. London at the Unicorn. Yep, um, new, new venue. Yeah, because obviously the Big Red is now gone. Gone. I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. About a month or two back now. Yeah, and London. Uh, London's one is one I look at, and I think it's one of the most hotly contested ones. Yeah. The amount of legs is scary in that one. Manchester, the Breadshed. Birmingham, the <laughs> Asylum. Merseyside. Ebgbs. Wow, I like that name. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how do you say that? Well named. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Chesterfield, the country music bar. County. County music bar. Fucking I just said it correct. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> and the last one is, of course, Essex. At the ball. Which, yeah, the music side of it, the sound house within the ball yep. in Colchester. So once again, if you do not know, we are involved in Essex. We are doing our sponsorship part. Yep. You know, that's much, we're not involved any more than that. No, if no, you no. You, uh, you contact Ian Manning if you want yeah, details does, about that. He does all the hard work. Yep. We just we, we just give him some wedge and then enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, going off last year, it was Gulp Monsoon who won it. Yep. And did some good bands in that mm. final, to be honest with you. Yep. Really good bands. I'm wondering if any of them will go this year, like Collected, I think came close. I know one. I know one band for sure. I don't know if I want to say... No, no I'm not going to say because it hasn't been announced no, yet. No, no, no. It'll come out. Follow the uh, Metal Tender Masters Essex page on Facebook and keep up with the announcements of the yeah. bands that are playing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we got a pre-launch We do, yeah. As well. February 15th? 15th, I think it is. Uh, with, um, some 
Witch Tripper. Witch Tripper are our headline there. We've got Goat Monsoon. No, they're not they're no longer playing it. Oh, they're, they're gonna not. come it was an announcement that said they they were couldn't they were gonna play it and they were gonna be further than the line. There's twenty eight double and someone else from a distance. Right. Fuck, who was that last one? That's a shame. But anyway, I yeah. can find out all about it on that Facebook page. Metal to the Mass of Essex. Yeah. So. And it, wherever you are, get down to one of your events, man. Yeah, support um, it. These these are awesome shows, and it really, really always produces such an incredible Bloodstock lineup for the New Blood stage. I, I I adore that stage. You know, every fucking year it's been getting better and better. I think last year was so strong, yeah. so many good bands. We didn't get to see enough, to be fair. I missed several that I really, really wanted to fucking see. You know, I'm still still annoyed about not seeing the Hope Burden, but there you go. Right, right, track right, track three. We're playing you now by this from Third Island. Third Island are a post-metal band formed in 2015 and based in Limerick, Ireland. Aiming to create a unique sound, the band draws from a wide array of influences, including Doom, Post, Rock, Shoegaze, Sludge, Progressive, and Stoner Rock. Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot in there. <laughs> to experiment within their post-metal framework, using huge guitar tones against a backdrop of slow, pummeling rhythms, they set out to create a stifling, dark atmosphere tinged with haunting melodies, contrasted against itself through varied structures. Now, it had been a while, before this, it had been a while since I checked in with Third Island. Uh, it was actually following up on the debut released Omalias, uh, which um, they're back now, though, on the 29th of November, just recently released, and it's unspeakable, the album. The second full-length and fifth released by Third Island, uh, Island, it's themed around a selection of short stories by H.P. Lovecraft, with each song lyrically following a different story. This is Ward.
yeah, we're going to be talking about live shows briefly now. A couple of couple of ones, um, mainly more detail on your part than anything else regarding Beast Fest 2019. Yeah. Well, actually, we'll start with Beast Fest 2019. Let's start with Beast Fest 2019. So this so, was back in November the 16th. Yeah. This is at Leo's Red Lion in Gravesend, Kent. Alternatively known as, as I mentioned in my review, the arse end of nowhere. Arse end of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is genuinely, and that's not even meant to be a diss. Everyone, even the people that... Um, the, the, the owners of it and everyone basically refer to it as something similar. It's amazing how long it's been there. Yeah, uh, yeah. With it as a live music venue. Mm-hmm. Like 30, 40 years. Um, always been there. Been in, at one part, a thriving part of the city. Then a run down. Then it thrived again. Then it became an industrial area. Now most of the industrial stuff's closed down and it's still there. So they're battling on, which is quite quite astonishing. And you said in your review, the fact that it's kind of in that sort of industrial nothing area yeah, has maybe I mean, helped it. it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it probably finds itself. I would imagine, right? I'm guessing here, yeah, but I would imagine, firstly, their rates, business rates and stuff like that, would be a lot lower in an area where there is not any kind of real building going on or anything like that. Interesting, than yeah. City centre, you know. Um, they can. They have late license. There's no problems with noise. Like there's no neighbors really or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's almost like a. It's got its own patch of land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By abandoned <laughs> warehouses and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, you know, and it's it is actually a nice venue. It's a good venue. Its sound is good. We've seen a few bands play yeah. there before, haven't we? Yeah. Including some bigger bands like While She Sleeps. While She Sleeps. And the sound's great for them. Yeah. And it was great for the whole of Beast Fest as well. So like, I, I thought, it personally, right? So the whole event as a whole was really really good really good yep. top quality bands good venue great sound very nice like very friendly very nice everything from the security guy all the way through was just smile time you mm. know everyone was just happy and bouncy and enjoying their lives um the bar staff everyone like that it was just just amazingly friendly um at the same time it is also really weird to see it as a festival that there are things about it that you kind of go like oh like, where's the food? Because you, right. you, right, you can't go, like, pop next door to the offie for a box of fags. Right. Because three miles away. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so once you're there, you're there. Yeah. Unless you're driving and then you're not drinking anyway. Yeah. You know, they had, like, a snack wagon sort of old school burger van. Oh, which okay. Which is just parked up in their car park anyway. That is so like a festival there. of greasy burgers. But it's, it's only opening up for a couple of hours. So oh, okay. So at this point, we're going to open and then we're going to shut. Yeah, you and said, it. yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, you have a couple of drinks, you think, oh, I'll grab something to eat. They ain't nowhere. Oh, you get a packet of crisps or a packet of pork scratching to be on the bar oh, if you like me. Scampi and lemon. Oh, <laughs> you know, I went into the venue and I remember saying to you, like, the first thing that hit me was the range of beers within the venue itself. And I was like, you know, we're connoisseurs now, man. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> on the craft beer revolution. We're on the train. <laughs> and I went in there and it was like, what you got? On tap, Guinness, Foster's, Carling, or, no, or Heineken. You know, and and then like one cider, like a, a, a Magnus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Something, something simple, basic. And it was just like, <laughs> oh shit, what you got in bottles, <laughs> bud? Is that anything else? No. <laughs> WKD Blue? It's like, fucking hell. I mean, to be fair, after having a pint of Foster, it's like, I can't be drinking this for 12 hours. Yeah. You know, and I, we went into the pub part of it and they did have a slightly better range in there. They had a few different ales and all that on tap. Should mention, because you keep saying, referring to me, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, he I wasn't, wasn't there. there. I wasn't there. But I was, um, I was giving you like yeah. an online commentary. <laughs> I got you. I, I was just all I, I, I turned into. I was interested to see how it's going to basically getting live updates, which was fun. It was nice, but it made me incredibly jealous, man. Incredibly jealous. I was stuck at work. But yeah, I mean, like as a, as an overall thing, it was mm. great. I I thought I thought it felt like it was massively 
uh, undersold. Like, like you know, at no point was it ever heaving. Right. There were a lot of interchanging faces. I didn't feel like the people that were still there at 8 o'clock at night were the same people that I was drinking with at, like, 2 in the afternoon. Right, okay. So I felt a little bit like, um, especially with its location, maybe people were coming down to it four or five hours, then going back somewhere, and then another lot were coming down later on. That's right. what I kind of felt like. There were points where I was in a crowd of 50. There were points where I was in a crowd of one. <laughs> and that's legit. I'll tell you the band and the reason for it in, in, in a moment. Yeah. But I never, you know, never did I. I kept looking at it, and we saw why she sleeps there. And how many would you say that place holds uncomfortably? Two hundred. Yeah, hundred fifty, two hundred. That's yeah. what I was kind of estimating it at. Uh, I would say I'd be very surprised if it ever topped out past seventy right. at any point, which is disappointing because it had a banging lineup. Yeah, it really did. You know, so it's it's a it's a shame that more people couldn't make it, or didn't want to, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So I'll go through the bands quickly. Yep. First band on. Uh, I didn't see an awful lot of these. I think I caught maybe like the last track and a half. Yeah. This is when we arrived, which was Orbital Junction. Mm -hmm. Um, You probably would have liked them, to be honest. I wrote them down as pretty much fuzzy stoner riff. Oh, yeah, cool band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They were followed by a prolapse AD. Yeah. Who had, who were as brilliant as they were frustrating. As in like, sounds like a joke band. Mostly was a joke band. Bit like a municipal waste Mm. sort of band. Like there was a, Oh, here's a, a Justin Bieber song. Seven, oh, yeah, yeah. Seven seconds long. Uh, done. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But actually, musically, there was really cool stuff in there. But then there were also stuff I didn't like. Like, the front man just kept gobbing up in the air and then walking like underneath it. And it's just like, what are you doing that for? He did it about four times. It's like... And then when you come off the stage, all the poor stagehands have got to crawl about there trying to unplug wires covered in your spit. Yeah, that's gross. It was like he didn't do it once. It wasn't like he was doing it on the slide. He was spitting up in the air and then dashing underneath it so it would fall behind him. Like, huh. Look what I just did. Strange, man. You know, so I didn't I didn't appreciate that. You know, we don't like that sort of shit anyway. It's not yeah. necessary. And uh, some of the other stuff, which I, which it was amateur, but endearing, like um, the fact that they've had a recent member change and the new guy, they've only actually done one rehearsal. Ooh. So he doesn't know all of us songs yet, but he does know some covers from bands he's a big fan of. So we're going to do some of theirs, but I don't know the lyrics. Oh. So, so he's holding a phone with the lyrics on it. <laughs> oh, very good. It's quite endearing. But it's quite yeah. endearing, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you suck for that. It was yeah. like, oh, that, that's kind of cute <laughs> in a way. But they were all right. Um, who do we see next? Sky Pilot. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, very good band. Very yep. good band. They're um, they're loud, man. Like they really <sighs> filled the room. I remember speaking to like a few people about it, and it was like the whole room just felt full of their sound. It was so like low tone and dirty and bassy, and it was just like you walk in there, and it felt like you were walking through like oh, a mud. It was like, oh, what is this disgusting? Des- what an excellent description for a yeah. band sound. I love that. It's excellent. Um, we saw Oracle, uh-huh. Northern Irish deathcore band, but fucking amazing, man. Yeah, I, 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 I remember seeing them, or I remember like because they were obviously a Bloodstock band. Um, they were, I can't remember when they were, a couple of years back anyway. Yeah, but every single yeah. band that played at Beast Fest was a Bloodstock at some point or band, another, yeah. yeah, or or at least a metal kind of massive finalist. Yeah. I think in some instances, uh, but they they blew me away, man. It was like um, while watching them, and I said to them afterwards because they hung about and they got drunk with everyone and. I think I was in the pit with two of them mm. the at the uh, end of the night, and um, said to him like, "You basically look like die out. They were like die out is murder. That's what it was. The sound was like it. Everything like that. So much aggression and energy and enthusiasm, and it was really good. Really, really impressed with them, man. Yeah, it's one of the ones when you really talked so big about. It was like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean, I was expecting to see a couple of good bands. They weren't one of the ones I was expecting to come out like waxing lyrical about, but they were cool. Um, the Heretic Order, mm-hmm. the old band school. That kind of aware of." 
and they were it was cool they they put a bit of effort in they brought in like props and all that sort of stuff whereas there was none of that prior mm. to this you know very much bands walk through instruments in hand oh yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Get up on a stage job done um, they had like little skeletons and they kept, I remember watching one of the stagehands was trying to set the skeleton up at the front of the drum kit and its jaw kept close, like opening and kept trying to pop it back up and, it kept, and he was doing that for about five minutes trying to fucking jaw get up there and that was quite funny to watch yeah um, I found them like they're, musically they're great and all that it was like lots of good stuff but they're very confusing band to watch because mm. they do give you an impression of what they are when they come in hoods over face paint everything like that and then they play something completely different yep you know, and it's it's not like bad. It's just a little odd. It throws you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're expecting like, this. I don't and really get why that. you're dressed like that. Like, what? The name, even the name is quite black metal. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Heretic order. When and... I first heard him, I was like, oh yeah, it must be black metal band. No. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw Zero next. So this is Zero with an X. Yes. Uh, who were Bloodstock last year, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. yeah, they were. I remember we had a conversation about them, and because uh, I was joking that it could be Linkin Park because that was their name before. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this was female fronted. I don't know, kind of bordering on metal ish but like maybe without quite the same sort of like aggression and energy and oomph. This is the one with the small crowd, right? Yeah, this is the really, really. I mean, this was equal, like two things, right? I'm going to try and be kind on one hand. Yeah. And that is, uh, they were really unfortunate that they came on stage at the exact time that the food finally opened. Fuck. And that is unlikely because when I remember watching it for a while, and then I did go outside, and there was just a huge queue. But, well, say so huge, like 20 people, yeah. all queuing up for burgers. And it was basically like a minute before they came on, they went, food's open. And it was just this exodus of yeah. people who'd been, out, who'd been drinking for the last three, four hours. And suddenly were like, oh, I need a burger. Yeah. So I do think that was part of the problem. Yeah. The other part of it was is that they weren't actually that good. Right, which is, yeah. Which is another part of the problem because there were people watching it. At one point, I was standing there watching it. I was right at the front, about a foot away from them. And I was like watching it, and then I looked behind me, and there was no one else there. <laughs> and I was like slowly back up a little bit. I didn't oh, realize. That's so fucking. I great. thought there was loads of people Presumably behind me. So you're just standing there, folded arms. Yeah. They're, they're basically playing to an audience I thought of you. There. I thought like my missus and everyone was there, but it was outside. Uh, everyone else got for food, and I was like that. And I looked around. I was like, the fuck. Has... And then you have to slowly, could like retreating slowly, kind of like shit. And then a few other people come in, and then I was like, oh, they come stood beside me, and I was like, dash. Thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to be like yeah. That, I would never want to be that guy. Oh. The only one watching and then leave. Oh. Leave them playing to nothing. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't really my thing. You know, she sang very, very kind of melodically and soft kind of ballad music while, mm. the, while the music itself had a kind of metalcore-ish edge to it. And it just didn't really click for me, man. Um, Barbarian Hermit up next. Yep. Um, we can say they're as, as good as you expect them to be. Yeah. They were immensely fussy at the beginning of it. Like with the sound, yeah, like it went on probably about five or six minutes past when they were meant to start playing, like almost uh, well, pretty half a song for them past when they were meant to start playing, and uh, it was just like they were still going more drums in his ear, right? Less drums in my ear, more guitar in this ear. No, 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 this it. Uh, oh no, he needs more drums again now. Yeah, and it was like, come on, man, what the fuck? But they did have like everyone was back in, like everyone was interested to see them. I was a bit surprised that they was. I thought they would have been higher up the list. Um, nearer the top, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, we saw them, what, they opened up Bloodstock last year. Yep, yep, that's right, you yeah, know, the Thursday, yeah. them sort of four places down at Leo's Red Lion, so. Yeah. But they were they were very, very good. Um, it's a lot of doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of doom, but they were very good. Shit beer, though. <laughs> we always got to say that. For the rest of Always, lives. yeah. Uh, and then, then the band of the day, um, Morass of Molasses, mm-hmm. who were just fucking phenomenal, man. Like, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the guy, the bearded 
dude, the front man, because they don't re-operate like a front man or any trio. And they have the drum center and he's on the left and like their left and then the other guy's on the right. So yeah. you don't really have anyone standing in the center. So it's like you kind of go in the front man, but it's like the, the, the left of front man. Yeah, yeah, the vocalist, yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's amazing, man. Like, not he's, like, he's really good with the crowd, really good. Like, talking to them, having a bit of a laugh and a joke and everything like that. And like, everybody, he did have probably up to the biggest crowd that like I've seen that day at that point. Cool. Everyone was watching, everyone enjoyed it, and they were all talking about it outside afterwards. Yeah, um, I mean, there's no, there's no, no, there was never any doubt with Morass. Um, they're a great <coughs> band, a great band. Yeah, it was brilliant, man. Um, Blind River next. Uh, I thought they were really, really good. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not really my thing. Yeah. Uh, I was starting to get a bit like, oh, here we go, let's have some sludge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need any more of this now. And then um, Chrysler. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know well yeah. now. I guess probably really only know well from this year. It's 2019 for in the break year, I think. For it's them. Been, it's, it's been, been a damn good year. Yeah. Yeah. And they were amazing, man. They really like showed why they're the, the, the name on lips. You know, they had every, they had that guy and they got that only pit of the night. Not the first, the only pit. Because okay. one drew through a 10-foot wizard. Mm. Uh, and it was a good pit and it was aggressive and there was lots of people going for it. And there's only ever like five or six of us at a time. I got clattered. Oh, did you? Thrown into a stage. <laughs> uh, you know, there's one guy that was like an older guy that we had to help out because he looked like he was having a heart attack and there's people trying to help him out. And it was like, but it was friendly. It was like, it, was, it wasn't it was done in a horrible way in that. But that was cool. It was really cool, man. Really good music. Good. And then it ended with 10 Foot Wizard. Yep. Who I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch them. I can see why they're up there. You know, I can see that. I can see the professional side of it. I can see when I'm watching the lower bands, as much as I'm enjoying them, I can see, you can see a different quality in them. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not really a fan. So, yeah, you know, I didn't stay for all the 10-foot withered. Um, so, yeah, overall, really, really good festival. Some strange things, but I guess that's why they do it. You know, I found the 15... I thought it was amazing that they managed to stick to 15-minute changeovers for every single band. Yeah. And they managed, even to the head, like the top end. You know, the band came off, 15 minutes later, the next band was on. Okay. And I thought, like, that's like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they, they kept to it. On the other side of it, what it kind of did, this was actually a bit of a negative I found, was that it never really gave you any time to do anything else, to chat with anyone. Right. You know, you had enough time to go outside, have a vape or a fag or whatever you're doing, get in, grab your beer, and then the next band's on. Right. There was never really people conversing or anything like that. But see, this is what you... <coughs> uh, funny enough, we were out at a meal early on and you were saying something to a member of our family and this is exactly why the, the problem is you. And it's you don't oh, want yeah, to miss yeah. a single yeah. band. Yeah, that's Where the common like. sense thing is to miss a band, yeah. recover. But you, like you said, like at Bloodstock. I said this to yeah. some people and they said the exact same thing. It's like, well, yeah, you can. You just don't watch the first 10 minutes of the band. Yeah. They said, like, what? Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see them that's all. Same. I'm going to come here to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's a fun and a positive problem for you to have from an outside perspective. Yeah, and that's what it was. It's a, but I'd worked it out. Like, I had it in my head. Now, actually, by the end of the night, I had... No, it's more my productivity and lean training. I was like, right, so band comes off, go outside, fag, go into that into the pub, we have a beer, you know, five minutes chatting there, yep, uh, and then go through the side door back into the venue. So I had like a route. I was like, right. I followed that exact same route for every single band that ended, yep. so that I never missed anything. Oh, perfect. So Brendan's <laughs> yeah. But by the end plan. of it, I was kind of like, I didn't really talk to anyone at all. I just ignored everyone. They were like, where are you going? I was like, oh, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you in there. Okay. And that's why I ended up probably standing there watching Zero on my Yeah, own. yeah. Oh, it's a shame, but man. Yeah, but no, it's a, it a good event, man. It was a very good event. I'm glad. Um, I'm, I'm assuming and hope they'll have another one next mm. year, um, which would be great because I'll definitely try to be there again. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, right, Cole Luna. How well you know of him? I know of him through you. Yeah. Uh, through you and the site stuff, basically. Um, I know you've done interviews with him, reviews. No, I've done, I've done an interview with him. Oh, did, was it not that? I thought, I thought you no, no, that. reviews. No, not an interview. I was hoping to get an interview, but that never never came about. Oh, maybe somebody else I was thinking of then. Yeah, Cult of Luna, post-metal band. Uh, amazing post-metal band. Really, really longevity in their career. And I got to see them live for the first time at the Electric Ballroom in London on a Friday. So a club night. So they were on at the stupidly, ungodly, idiotic time of 10, uh, 8, 10. Although they actually uh, came to stage yeah. about quarter past. Um, they had two supports I came in for the last two tracks of the second support can't remember who they were but um, Mem- uh, memorable then yeah just you know <laughs> so you're getting a beer and it was it was fucking ramo in the ballroom like ramo like enough that like okay we sort of stood there grabbed the beer and was like right we'll wait for the song to end and we'll go where we stand when we normally do and even then we ended up pushing all the way back to the bar at the back into the sort of corner area because right. it's so busy yeah. if it wasn't like uh, you, we was we were able to buy a ticket last minute like on the Monday it must have been pretty close to the, if, if, the last ones eh? yeah it must have been sold out it must have been and you know I, I was talking to my wife about this and it's such a personal thing now where I've realised I think I know what's happening to me and I think I've got so used to these smaller smaller gigs that anytime you go to a big one where it's sold out and yeah. stuff like that I'd start to feel a little bit uncomfortable and things like that and there was that at first, but thankfully it wasn't too it wasn't too bad there, except for one thing. Now I will get on how Coldplay were amazing. They generally were. I fucking loved it, but their music is music I wish to be immersed in. The tracks are ten minutes long. They're wreathed in darkness. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff, you know. And I found immersion really difficult um, because although we were in a position where it wasn't so much that people were um, walking past us, yeah. people were always moving around unless you're right at the front, and that's it. But fuck you for chatting all the way through. We we had several different times, different groups. And like no one's saying you can't talk to your mate. But you lean over and you whisper in her ear, as we do, you neighbor like that, you know, that kind of thing. Man, there was one group that would just like the music would go louder and just start shouting. <laughs> and they fucking ruined. I can't remember what the name of the song was, but one of the slower, lighter ones. And I saw my wife too, and I was like, like, I'm loving this. And there's nothing wrong with the band, but I'm finding it really hard to be immersed in. And I was like, if I see these guys again. I want it to be at somewhere like Shepherd's Bush and I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit for it instead. Sit and close your eyes. I actually closed <laughs> my eyes several times to sort of see if that would make a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they're amazing. But um, yeah, I just found people, I found people annoying, you know? And no one's doing anything particularly wrong. There was no dickish behaviour. No, no one's being the dick. But I and just wish people, people... I know it's not easy because I agree with you on all these sorts of things. But like the other side of it is, is that, you know, it's like it's good for the band. Yep. Like the fact that it's so rammed and all that. Absolutely. Know? Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's great for them. I just, I just, I don't get openly my biggest negative is, and I was saying, uh, I, I run into someone um, on the way out uh, to the after two, um, and I was saying to him, the only wish I had, although great is, is I just wish it had been a better venue, a different venue. Yeah. Um, not just because I think that they could have easily sold out, say, the Forum or Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. But the ballroom on a Friday night, everything just feels rushed. Yeah. Everything just feels rushed. I hate that. Yeah. Same as like um, when Coco and places like that. I hate those like afterward club nights, man. It, it just, kind of feels like we're borrowing somebody's venue rather than like you're there for a full-on metal gig. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, no, you can play for a bit and then you got to fuck off. Yeah, and they want you out so quick yeah. afterwards. It's like, get out, get out, out. we've got to let the clubbers in. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so, but um, Cotter Luna were amazing. I, it's one of those where it's like, I want to see you again. I just want to see you in a better environment. Uh, but the band were amazing. Um, their post-metal sound is just, it's so encompassing. It's so, and the sound of Electric Borum is fantastic. I, w- I had a question mark because... I was wondering how, you know, post-metal yeah. on record, how it's, that translates live, and there was no issue. There was no issue at all. Cool. 
Yeah, and then we're going to briefly talk about Machina. This was a while back, uh, the Brixton show, um, but oh, yeah. it kind of ties into the fact that they change venues for uh, yeah. next year. So you all right? So basically, I'll get this out now. I only ended up seeing maybe five, six tracks of Machina at Brixton because I felt sick. And the toilets were so rammed, I couldn't get into one to throw up. This was not beer related. I didn't have enough. I don't know what happened to me. I don't have the heat or something. And I ended up having to go outside because I knew I was going to throw up. And uh, security were like, well, if you go out, you know, because they were like, go in the smoking area. And I'm like, I said I needed some air. Go in the smoking area. I'm like, fucking, that's not quite what I might, you know. And I knew if I puked in the smoking area, I wouldn't be getting back in anyway. Yeah. Um, so I had no choice. And I was like, look, you need to let me out. He's like, well, you can't come back in. And I was like, fine, whatever. What, right now, I do not give a fuck. I'm going to throw up on your feet. So I could, that was me done for the night, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you stayed for the whole thing. I did. Yep. Um, you wrote a great review of it. Uh, uh, much more, I want to say critical, but much more um, yeah, I mean, I, level-headed. I, well, they're always level-headed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gen- generally, the problem is, is that I'm a huge Machine Head fan, yeah. so I gen- tend to not make it up, but I do tend to find the stuff that they do generally awesome. Yep. Because... Otherwise, I wouldn't be a huge Machine Head fan. Of course. But I didn't enjoy the format of the show. Mm. Um, I, I still thought they sounded great. This isn't about their sound or, you know, Rob as a front man or the new band members or old band members. No yep. one put a foot wrong. You know, there was an unfortunate incident near the end of the night. Um, pint or two double. Something, yeah. Two pint are over the soundboard or whatever it was, which took them out for 20 minutes. And obviously, it does kill the flow of the gig a bit. Yeah. But I just thought it just didn't enjoy the format. I yeah. really didn't. I enjoyed all of it. I just felt big problem for me was I felt it was ran the wrong way. Yeah, I really do think that. Uh, I I felt like within the first hour and a half or hour and twenty minutes or whatever it was, we'd had so many of the big hitters, man. Your halos, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then to go from that into the burn my eyes one. I know this is maybe like contentious to some people. I love the burn my eyes album. I really yeah. do. Uh, but I don't think Machine had ended there. And I actually would argue that there are better songs on future albums. Absolutely. Than a lot of the stuff on Burn My Eyes. Um, so it was kind of like seeing the best stuff followed by the kind of nostalgic stuff. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, But also, I, 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 I don't know, this is probably just a personal thing, but I kind of find it weird that in my head it was like, so here's the new members, we're going to do all this stuff. And then we go to the old members. Whereas I felt what it should have been is like, here's our nod to the past. Yep. And then here's our nod to the future. Yeah. Like that way round. Yeah. So we would have still ended with Halo and all that sort of stuff. And the new members all playing together. I, I felt like it didn't feel like a proper machine show. It felt juttery and didn't quite make sense. Yeah. And I don't know. It wasn't like anything was wrong with it, man. It was just like, I don't know. Just didn't really suit. I didn't, I didn't feel it was right. It, didn't feel like an evening with Machine Head. Like we've seen plenty of evening with Machine yeah. Head, where we get a flow of three hours, two two hours forty minutes or whatever. Yeah. Of expansive sort of greatest hits. Um. Yeah. I mean, I got asked a few things that I really enjoyed out of it. I got a few songs like ticked off the bucket list. Yeah. You know, Rage to Overcome and a few of the other ones, which was great. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I came out of there feeling a little bit like, as much as I love this band. What I'm really interested at the moment is what's happening in the future. Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. And I didn't really get to see that there. I got to see the guys come out, play for a bit, doing an hour of the greatest hits before they was like, right, you guys get off. Yeah. It's all about burn my eyes. Yeah. 
And it was like, that, you know, as much as I've, I've seen all this stuff before. I've seen it. I've been to like 26th or 7th show. There's very few songs they can play that I haven't seen before. And I thought it was cool to see Logan. It's cool to see Chris Conter playing. But I'm as a big super fan or a fanboy or whatever I am. Like, I want to know what's happening in the future. Yeah. <clears throat> so to me, it was all about, I was there to see, is Machine Head in the state? Is it all right? Where's the future? Let's see the new guys. That's yeah. what I was more interested in. And that was like kind of treated, I felt a little bit like, there's a little bit with the new guys. But anyway, enough about that. Let's look back to, to the past. You do you know? think these shows, ignoring the fact that it should have been swapped around, because we do, I do agree with that, um, 100%, do you feel these shows also would have been better if they were literally what they say they are? A 25th anniversary, uh, whatever, tw- how, is it 25 years? I burn my eyes. Um, so basically, a normal show. Yeah. So you do burn my eyes, and then you spend, I don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes after just... So basically, you get an hour and a half show instead of this three-hour thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I would have... Um, I would have... Uh, I, I understand Machina's reasoning... On the evening with, yeah, because nobody wants to play with them. No one likes them. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, I do think everything has like a life cycle. Yeah, and I do feel that Machine Head need to. It's kind of weird with Machine Head, right? And it's great in a way, some of it, yeah. But Machine Head are now one of the. They are one of the best live performers. Yeah, the performing bands, and troublesome outside of the live. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, they're an unsettled band. Yeah, I know they got new members, but I'm I'm confused <laughs> as to whether these are actual full time new members or are they new members for this tour? Right, because I've seen a few conflicting statements. I've seen the assumption that they are there for good, mm-hmm. the new lineup, but then I've also seen things about the evening web lineup. Right, and I, and, and part of me is like, are they just on board for this? Like, where are Machine going? I don't understand where yeah. they're going. You know, so I don't know. I think for me, the evening with thing can't continue in its current format unless something changed in that in a year's time, they released an absolute banger of an album right. that suddenly pumped 12 new tracks into the set list that they could yeah. use. Yeah. So three and a half hours of Machine Head. I know I'll always enjoy it. And I'm not going to lie. I'll probably be at the next one they do. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's starting to like lose its magic a little bit. Yeah. You know, it and was that's great. a really interesting, really honest way of putting it. So, you know, I'd like, um, we've spoke earlier on about things like Volbeat and everything like that. And you can only churn out the same thing year on year on year for a while because music fans, our tastes are expanding constantly and we're listening to new things and, you know, bands have to kind of move with it. Yeah. So Machina did something adventurous by doing the evening with, mm-hmm. That they've been doing that now for the best part of a decade, maybe a slightly longer than that. It's been a while, yeah. So now it's time to move with the times again and switch things back up, whether that means going back to tours. Yeah. You know, going back to, you know, doing album tours and bringing out a guy or two guys from the label with you. I mean, they're on Nuclear Blast, for fuck's sake. Yeah. They could come out with one hell of a fucking lineup. They could. You know what I mean? There could be three or four Nuclear Blast bands coming out with Machine Head on like a guaranteed sellout I know they sell out most places anyway um, you know maybe it's time for festivals again maybe it's time to shake shit up a little bit and get yeah. back to being a, just a, a band yeah my but worry it, my worry is that what we're hit now we're going to hit a period of repeat so uh, say in two years time yeah the next evening with Cycle will also be the more things change anniversary right yeah yeah 
Yeah. Right, I can see you're thinking now. They start doing it where we're going to do one album and four each time. Yeah, so yeah. it'll always be... We'll have the guys coming out and doing the hits with us and then we'll have the, the members who get to the Burning Red and bring out Aru Luster. Yeah, <laughs> God. And then every two years now, so so basically in a year's time, Rob has to sack Logan. Because <laughs> that's kind of what went down. Chris has to leave. Then he has to ask Dave if he'll leave Sacred Right to come and play. And, but, you know, I, I, sometimes I find with Rob, he does things on, like, on, on repeat. And I think at the moment, the evening with is their thing. You know, and that's what they've been doing for a long, long time. But from a fan perspective, very, very much enjoyed the show. Didn't really get that. It didn't make sense to me. It didn't flow. So I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have. Yeah. As I thought I would have. Best thing about it for me was being able to tick off a couple of songs. Um, so yeah, what's yeah, your um, you what's your thoughts then on the venue change next year? Obviously, originally oh, well, at Ali Pali. Yeah, I mean, like only a four will see it as anything other than like low ticket sales. Yeah, I, I was as much as I'd love to believe that. Right, part of me believes there is a secondary reason is legit, which is the whole like we felt as well like the Brixton thing didn't go as well as planned. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's all it is. Maybe, maybe it didn't go as well as planned. And maybe that's why I came out of it feeling like something wasn't quite right there. You know, because if the band came out of that feeling that too, and I'm a massive fan, that would probably translate to me. Yep. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if that coupled with low ticket sales made them think, you know what, like Ali's not selling very well. Yeah. Why don't we go back to Brixton and try and get it right? Yeah, yeah. And we'll sell, we'll so, likely sell that out yeah. as well. So I don't think it was like, I wouldn't, I don't believe it would have been a completely bullshit statement. Yep. About oh damn it, we're not selling tickets, so let's make up a story and yeah. then go back there. I believe he probably means it. Yeah, yeah. But I would imagine it's driven first and foremost by the fact that Ali Pally's like what we're we talking like five and a half, six thousand. Yeah. You know, you're gonna know by now whether you're gonna struggle with that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. By this point, you're gonna be like, particularly after the show, you'd probably be hoping after the Brixton show for a spike. There's people like, oh, that was so good. Can't wait to see him next year. Maybe they didn't get that spike. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but I do believe, I agree with you, I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it's a bullshit reason. It made sense to me. Yeah. The problem is, is one thing I would add is that at the moment, personally, I just feel like there's this cloud. There's this cloud around Machine Head. And a lot of it is what Rob does online and the things he says, but it's this negative cloud surrounding Machine Head. And I want that to be brushed off and washed away and so yeah. on. And I don't know what it's going to take at the moment no, to do that. No, I was lying. That's, that's why I had the problems at the show, because the only way it will come off isn't about the past. Yeah, you know you can't get over this cloud through burn my eyes. Yeah, it's through what you do now with Vog and whatever. Yep, you know that is that's that's the thing that gets you over the cloud, and that's why I thought it was more important at this time for me to see what Machine Ed today is like. Yeah, not what Machine Ed twenty years ago was like. Yeah, yeah, because it's irrelevant what you were twenty years ago. It's so far from what you are now. Yeah. There you go, Brennan puts it uh, wonderfully, wonderfully, if you want a really cultured and interesting take on Machine Head from, as he said himself, a super fan. There super you go. fan, fan you know? boy. But even Dick a super dickhead. fan can... Whatever you want. Yeah, but even as, even as a super fan, you can no, you stand up, be, put your hands up and be like, okay, something you be is critical, right. Man. Yeah. you got to be. Right. Seeing as we are reaching the end of the year, don't worry, we're not doing our lists this time round. They're, they're, they're coming up in a couple of weeks' time, our lists of the best gigs of the year, the best EPs and albums and moments and things and all that. However, we are going to touch upon 10 bands we would like to see releases from in 2020. Yeah. Quick and, quick-ish. Uh, basically, I imagine we've got some doubling up here. 
Yeah, I would uh, imagine definitely that like we'll both probably have the same first number one. Let's say uh, Tourassas, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, they're basically a stalwart of every list that we do now. I think it's like I wonder if Tourassas speaks music. I mean, I did say, and the only thing I will like elaborate on it, I said it's like it's almost like a joke now. Yeah, but it's kind of gone past the point of being ridiculous now to the point where I'm actually quite annoyed about them as a band. Mm-hmm. It's making me dislike them as a band. Yeah, now, um, which I know I'm not at that point where. If they released an, an announcement, say like next month or whatever, and said like yeah, it'll be music out into twenty twenty, yeah, I'd still be cool with that. I'm still excited by that. Yeah. But I know I'm getting further and further down the line of like, do you know what? I don't care anymore. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. yeah. Fuck you. Just forgettable. Just yeah. like whatever, guys. We moved on. So yeah, it's kind of the the jokes wearing thin now. Yep. Yeah. Do you have faith in them all? No, I don't. But only because I knew they were releasing music. Right. I looked, and it's not one hundred percent confirmed. Right. It's still just one of those could be. You know, yeah. they've still done some shows. So because of that, I was like, yep, Faith No More. Yeah. Uh, follow up the Soul Invictus would be very much appreciated. Yeah, no, I agree. I was the same as well. I, I, I tried wherever possible. and let, I mean, so I might be wrong in some yeah. of these to try and keep it to bands that I didn't know that they were. Exactly the same, yeah. Some, some might be, but you know. Yeah. So, so I'll go for my next one, which was Cradle. Okay. Um, it's that time. It's, it is, what have I got down? It is 2017, Cryptorania. Was it really that long ago? So we're talking, it was the back end of it, though. So you're talking about two and a half years when we hit 2020, really. Yeah, okay. And um, Hammer of the Witches was just two years before that. Okay. And what were then being like, or at least appearing quite energised and quite new and new members and all that sort of stuff. I can't imagine Danny sitting on his laurel for long. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm hoping for a Cradle album maybe at the back end of the year. Interesting, yeah. I didn't even, I thought it was sooner than that. I thought it was yeah. actually um, last year. Yeah, 2017. It's amazing how time flies, honestly. Cool, cool, cool. Right, my next one's Condra. Uh, I'd like to see Condra to continue what they did with Maya, which is obviously, you know, get massive amount of tension and yeah. rightfully so. Uh, it's been a little while now. I'd like to see them in 2020, obviously back end more than anything else, probably. But I'd like to see them follow that up and continue that whole rise through the ranks. Yeah. Come on, Condra. Cool. All right. Controversial, maybe. Blind Guardian. Oh, right. I see why it's controversial. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I enjoy Twilight like, Orchestra thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. But I don't see it as a blind card. Yeah, I, mean, I see it as a side bit, little bit of a laugh. Yeah. In fact, I find I was I wasn't aware pre its release mm. that there weren't going to be any guitars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So when I first listened to it, I was quite disappointed in it all. Now after that, I can listen to it now and I can appreciate it for what it is, yeah. which is a very very clever, very atmospheric, beautiful bit of music. Yeah. But it's not a Blind Guardian album. It isn't, yeah. So I'm hoping that it will be followed up next year with a proper Blind Guardian album. I had it, I deleted it, had it deleted, had deleted purely because of the Twilight Orchestra. I'm exactly the same as you. Um, When it did come our way, it came via Nuclear Blast to us. Um, Thankfully, I I read up before and understood exactly what it was. It was almost like they had to do this. The amount of time and years that have been put into trying to create this thing. It is a unique offering. There is Blind Guardian on one hand. But not the Blind Guardian. You know, interestingly, it's not. Um, when I, 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 this might not be the same on every music service, but if you see it on Apple Music mm. and you search for Blind Guardian, there's Blind Guardian the band, and then there's Blind Guardian Twilight, Twilight Orchestra. Orchestra. It's not classed as part of the band; it's classed as a separate thing. It is basically. So yeah. I, I, what I did is I tried to discount that, and I said, "Well, in that case, Beyond the Red Mirror is the last album from Blind Guardian. That was 2015. So yeah, so we're talking five years when we hit 2020. Yep, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, a perfectly legit yeah. shout. Yeah. Oh, right, you're not going to like this one. Ooh. And it's pretty, it is com- pretty much confirmed based but based off the fact that they've released a new single, but they haven't actually said a new album's coming, so they're in there. But I would like to see a new Creeper album. Oh. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously... When did the last one come out? That was about a year ago. Uh, was 2017, it? I think. Was it that 2017, long? 2018. It's, um, yeah, but it's... it's 
it's tied to the fact obviously they did the whole disappearing act and now they're back oh, right, with yeah, a yeah. kind of different look they've released their first single which I don't mind is it a different style musically no alright oh, so no. different it's just it's still creeper here's the thing right and I I, I I should have really done this with Dan really as a separate video but the whole creeper return thing kind of went really weird right because it like you know it, they, they, they came out with a new name like a new name even though their Twitter handle was still like a creeper cult UK and then they did a show where they were under that new name. And then just out of the blue, it all just ended. And then they were back as Creep on thing. And suddenly there was a video. And like considering the kind of like way they back over how they left and disappearing, it all just sort of felt like, oh, is that it? Maybe it wasn't working out for them. They were like, I wondered if they got fucked over basically by the Motley Crue thing. Now, I know that right. was a lot later, a couple of weeks later. But I wonder if like that sort of thing meant they were just like, you know what? Or they realized they weren't getting the traction on social media yeah. or they expected I don't know. It's all very, very strange. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I want a new Creeper album. Just so I can, you know... Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Scar Symmetry for me next. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan. I like them a lot. Um, their last release, which was the Singularity Phase 1. Oh, so ages which ago, was part it? of a trilogy of albums that was announced. <laughs> and that was released in 2014. Oh, And then my there's a God. second phase of it called Xenotath, which was then quiet for a long time. Then it was announced it was going to come out in 2018. And it never came out. It was never announced it wasn't. It just never did. Then it was announced for 2019. And it also never came out. And then there were some band members left. And then some new people joined. And it's just been dead silent. So I'm just hoping that... You know, they're still active. They've still been touring and everything like that. It's not like they're that big of a problem. But whatever it is that's held this album up... Interesting. You know, there's now the rumour <clears throat> mill is going that like we're going to get potentially a 2020 release. But still no reason or understanding of why it hasn't come out yet yeah that's really odd it's, it's got it's got its album name it's got a track list it has had for you know a, a while so unless there's like some backdoor kind of court cases or something like that yeah about that's it, really but, weird yeah mm. okay so, cool so I'm hoping that will finally finally arrive and then we can wait 10 years for the third part yeah yeah Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh my next one is uh, Devil Driver I'd like a new Devil Driver song. That album is that's not the second part of the country and western stuff, please. Yeah. An actual Devil Driver album, please, would be pretty cool, I think. Yeah, no, it would. Yeah, yeah it would, definitely. Um, all right, I'm going to go Alien Weaponry. Oh, next. great shout. Didn't now, even consider them. I've got a couple bands like this on here where I thought, and I looked at it, and like two was only released, uh, sorry, about two years ago. Yeah. When you get to 2020, you're talking two and a half to three years, so it's a different thing. But either this is only a debut, man. And like usually you don't wait forever to follow up a debut. Yeah, you've got to be quick. I always kind of got the impression like, I know Alien Weaponry are touring like mad. Still. Yeah. I don't think they've, I don't think a day's gone by where they haven't been actually playing. You know where you see on their social media posts where this is where we were last night. Yeah. The night before and the night before. Yeah. But um, I kind of always got the feeling that Alien Weaponry are quite well managed. Um, you know, so I would imagine whoever's looking after them is very much aware. I believe it's family, isn't it? Mm, I believe so. Like, yeah, yeah. But are very much aware that you know, getting to the two, three year part, mm. you've got to get some music out there. You know, otherwise you quickly kind of get left behind. Yeah, so. absolutely. So yeah, fingers crossed, we get some new alien weapons. Yeah, it's a great shout. My next one is a proper non-starter. Really, I'd be very actually surprised if we did get an album, particularly as we're talking about doing an anniversary tour for the debut I would really really be interested to see a new Down album though Yeah, but it looks like we're actually going to get after these um, Selmo gigs um, ne- the last of them it looks like we're going to get Nola as oh, an anniversary okay. thing yeah because it was talk about uh, Pepper Keenan being uh, cool to come back and be part of it as well Okay, uh, so I doubt we'll actually get a Down album but yeah. I think it would be cool because I it think Down be, yeah. 4 part 1 and 2 were the last Yeah, and it was a good few years ago yeah that was a, that was a while ago yeah they were the EPs weren't they yeah EPs two yeah. EPs split apart yeah yeah so yeah, yeah be cool getting them down 
Dark Tranquility next for me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because the Tom year. is what? 2016? Uh, 15. 15. Is it? Yeah, it's 15. I did write it down. Yeah, it's been four years. Wow. Um, and they've been, like, during the summer and all that, they did a lot of, they played a lot of festivals, all that right. sort of stuff. And, but then it's been quiet for a while now from their camp. And generally in my head, is like when a band goes, when a band's toured Atoma, they, they did what you men to do, right? The Atoma come out, did really well for the band. Yep. They toured it to death a couple of years, and like one after the other. Yeah. And then they went quiet for a year, which generally means they probably had a couple of months off. And then went in the studio. studio. And now the festival announcements are coming out for next year and everything like that. I'd, I'd probably be quite willing to put like a substantial bet on that there's a new album in Before the Before August, Before yeah, August I, yeah. I would, I would, yeah. You, you, you've just described sound sold by the process. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, my next one is, uh, who knows, uh, but you never know, Fear Factory. I would like to see a new Fear Factory album in yeah. 2020. I'd like to see where Fear Factory sounds at. I'd like to see where they're at yeah. by a new album. Just see what's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree completely so much so that I also have them on my list. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> Said like, you know, we know that there's a new one due. We just yep. don't know if they'll ever come out. Who yeah. Knows? And I just like kind of like Genexus. I didn't realize this is another one. You go like, wow, that came out that long ago. Yeah. 2015. Jesus already. So when we hit 2020, we're talking five years. Yeah. And it's not because the album's not there or not ready and all that. It's just a behind the scenes drama, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it seems to be. So I'm hopeful that they'll get through whatever the fucking problem is and get that album out next yeah. year. Cool. At which point it will sound dated because it was due out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh God, it was already <laughs> recorded and written. All right. Um, I'll go again then. Uh, Ghost Bath. Ghost Bath have uh, been very, very quiet for quite a while now. Um, I'm very quiet. I don't really think they've been doing much in the way of tours either and things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah love me some Ghost Bath. That would be great to follow up um, the last album, Star Mourner. So that would be cool. Another one I agree with. Oh, you had so that as well? I've also got them in there. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think Star Mourner was 2017, wasn't it? So it's yeah. not ages ago. But like you said, it's been quiet and it's been very quiet. Yeah. No news, no noise, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. We'd like to see them. <clears throat> All right, back to you. Uh, considering that sort of trend, uh, more. I don't know. Uh, they, obviously, Yord isn't like massively old either, but nah. you know the fact that they kind of recently did the two EPs into one as well. Um, you know, and to see them live, it's all the materials from them. It be it. I feel like, and they toured so fucking much as yeah. well. Really have so it kind of feels like 2020 will be the year where they start writing. Whether they get it out by the end of 2020, possibly. Depends when they go in the studio, but uh, I want I want a new Maul album. Yeah. I want yeah, that's that's probably arguably, if it was, yeah, probably up there would be my number one, if I was putting them in order. Yeah, yeah. Um, Degraded, Swedish melodic death metal band. That yep. I really really like. <laughs> um, last album came out self-titled, although it was their fifth album in 2016, and I was really hoping that I would get something this year. Yeah. Um, but there hasn't even been a hint of it. No, not even a hint. Yeah, not nothing at all. I mean, there's there's been some shows. Played Wacken mm-hmm. twice. This is the second year in a row that they've played there. Okay. So they're still very much active, active and all that. Yeah. But yeah, there's, it's just been not nothing. No like rumours. No, no nothing, just silence. But you know, you're getting, we're getting to six years in 2020. Jesus. So you start thinking like, well, it's got to be around. It's got to be that time, isn't it? Surely. These Swedish melodic metal bands you follow, these yeah. uh, all seem to be doing the same paths. Wankers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon I know you. You've got one more, right? Yeah. I reckon I might know your last one. Might be not, no, no, actually, it's too soon. No, it's too soon. It's too soon. It's, it's way too soon. Rage. Yeah, it's too yeah. soon. Yeah, I just remembered when it came out. Although they did, strangely enough, announce the fact that they've got 12 tracks written in demo stage for the next album. <laughs> the music will be coming soon, so it could actually Oh, you never year. know then, yeah. All right, my last one. It's funny that this is my last one, considering what we uh, talked about in this earlier in this podcast. But I would really like to see, and it's exactly what Brennan said when he was talking, 
just to see where they're at. I'd like to see a new Machine Head album. Mm. I did contemplate this one. Yeah, hard. yeah, that's it. I just want to see, just to know that you know where it's like. Um, is there anyone? Is there anybody out there? And then wasn't wasn't massively reflective of what the album we got. Yeah. What was their fucking song they released recently? Recently, yeah. oh, um, do or die, do, do or die, die motherfucker. motherfucker, yeah, motherfucker, die. So that we, so that we can all forget that and banish <laughs> the taste, the bad taste of that song out of our mouths with yeah. what is a blackening part two. Do you know what I mean? Like that, the, the quality of, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not going to. No, I know, I know. The, you know the I think that it's still like it's going to be in North America, part of the tour next, isn't it? and then they're back to Asia and Europe and all that by mid next year. But yeah, I'd like to. It doesn't mean that it, it doesn't have to be an album, does it? Even an EP. What I want to see, and this is what we haven't had from them yet, is a song to come out from the Machine Head camp that has had people like Vogue's interaction with it. Yeah. Because all that, even though they were announcing the band beforehand, that song was written like back in December. Yeah, it's a very Rob song, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the big, the big question mark on everyone's mind now is like, what influence are they going to have on Yeah, what? yeah. So the next song that comes out from the Machine Head camp that they've been involved in the writing of, if it is just another Rob Flynn one, then we know that they've got no influence right, whatsoever. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's quite. A, it's going to be a key moment. Key moment, exactly that. Um, my last one mm. is Zelanada. Oh, on it again. Removed it because I felt it was too soon. Yeah, so did I. Two years. Yep. Since um, Stranger, Stranger Fruit. Fruit. But then I also felt like uh, the same reason as Alien Weaponry, really, which was two years, and yep. a few of the other bands like Ghostbusters, two years. You know, where it was like actually St- Zelanada. They are still a new band. Yep. They're still they're doing very well for themselves. From what I gather, frontman Manuel Gagno seems to be clued up yep. and like be booking well and doing the right things. I just can't see that they're going to sit on two, three, four, five years yeah. before they write. So I'm not saying it'll happen, but I'm hopeful. I'd like a, I'd like to see a Zionado. like back end of next year. That would bring it up to nearly coming up to three and a half years yep. since Stranger Fruit came out. That's a good, yep, yeah. yeah, it's a good shout. It is, it really is. It is. It's one I certainly considered as well. Yeah. Okay. Track time and an interview. So you're going to get the track by the band and then you're going to get an interview afterwards. About 15, 18 minutes long interview following it. So we're looking at the uh, Dirty Rats. The Dirty Rats are ready to release their second full-length album, End in Tears, on Friday the 13th of December 2019. End in Tears features 13 new hard-driving original rock compositions from the songwriting team of Bjorvich and Rich, ranging from rock anthems to drinking songs and even some old-school blues, just to shake things up a bit. So don't fear Freddie, but celebrate 13 Australian hard rock songs in the veins of ACDC, Rose Tattoo, but also influenced by the likes of Motorhead and even some punk rock. This song is Juice, and like I said, stay tuned afterwards for an interview with the vocalist, Wayne.
released the last album. I'd, I'd been with the band for two years uh, when we recorded it, so like you know, it was it was it was familiar to me. But uh, but like I said, I I kind of had my own stuff I wanted to bring in, and uh, and Jamie and I kind of put that together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but like when, when the album came out, and we kind of we had it going around Melbourne. We thought, well, this is all right, but uh, you know, I wonder how we go. You know, we we send the success of of other bands overseas. Um, some friends of ours, To Kill a Mockingbird, had uh, had gone over to uh, to England, and uh, sort of you know, gone from playing small venues over mm. here to uh, sort of selling out uh, venues over in England, and uh, we got onto a uh, onto uh, Metal Coffee PR in um, in America, and uh, we sort of started getting a bit of distribution stuff through them, and yeah. through them we got signed by Slip Trick for the album and uh, Slip Trick Records, and um, Found oh, hang on, people over in Europe like our stuff, and people over in America like our stuff, and uh, you know stuff that uh, Australians are kind of, I guess, sport for choice. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, is going well over there. I mean, we saw things like we're, we're constantly being um, compared to bands like Rose Tattoo and ACDC. Yeah. And um, and you think, okay, well, kind of the same, not much recognition in Australia until they actually went overseas. So uh, we thought, why not try that? Uh, I mean, Rose Tattoo is still now uh, angry he's in his 70s and uh, going over to Europe and, uh, and selling out stadiums. So, uh, you know, it's obviously where the scene's at at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you said it already. There's kind of almost like an expectation when you hear Aussie and rock and roll that you're going to be compared to your ACDCs and your Rose Tattoos and so on. Do you do you mind that? Do you just kind of think, great to be part of that? Um, such legends, I guess. Look... To be honest, it's you can't really say, "Oh, how dare you compare me to to you know, to those bands." I mean, they were they were my, my band favorite bands growing up, um, but it does get a bit tiresome. Um, yeah. We we get compared to ACDC quite a bit, and um, and say, so, "Oh, yeah, you know, just a, a pale comparison." And, All right, yeah, I don't look, I don't hear it. Yeah, quite frankly. Um, we just do basic rock and roll. We're, we're not look, we're not trying to reinvent anything. We, mm. we, we play we play what we enjoy. Um, so yeah, you can't say, oh, you know, I'm sick of being compared to them because I mean, fuck, you've been you can be compared compared to the greats, you know. But um, the Dirty Rats were our own sound, yeah. uh, as far as I, as, far as I'm, I'm concerned. There's there's no real comparison there. Um, some of our songs are influenced by, you know, we're influenced by, you know, Motorhead, by Kiss, by, you know, by Cosmic Psychos. I love Cosmic Psychos. They're, they're one of my favourite bands. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, we're, as far as I know, we're, as far as I'm concerned, we're our own band and uh, great compares to those, but like, listen to our music without sort of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's not as good as uh, as ACDC. Well, you know, we're not trying to be freaking ACDC. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the dirty rats, for God's sake, you know. Um, but let's uh, let's let, let's compare the music to uh, to sort of other underground underground Melbourne bands. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a lazy comparison. It literally is one of those that just gets attached to you because of where you're from more than anything else. I think. I remember I read a, a recent review and uh, it essentially just said that, oh, you know, you hear this album and you can tell straight away they're Australian, so obviously, bang, ACDC, Rose Tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you're right. It's, it seems to be the go-to thing. And like I said, fantastic, great bands, um, the, the absolute legends, but, uh, you know, 
comparison on music, man. Yeah, give um, you a goal, proper goal. I mean, yeah, I work hard on lyrics. Uh, all, all the lyrics I do have a meaning for me. Uh, they, they, they tell a story that uh, you know, my, a lot of my influences are, uh, are guys. Strangely enough, for for, for what uh, for the music we write, um, a lot of my uh, a lot of my um, lyric writing style is, is influenced by guys like uh, you know Paul Kelly and and Glenn Shorrock and that type of thing. You know, guys who, who who would write a story, who would tell you a story within the uh, the confines. Of that uh, of that song, you know, mm. uh, and that's what I try to do. We had a song on the uh, on the last album called "Not Alone," um, which was um, uh, written uh, in the context of um, a, a previous life. Uh, I was a um, uh, I don't know if it's very cre- if it's uh, going to give me a lot of street cred, but uh, um, I, I was a uh, I was a copper in South Australia in uh, in Australia here for uh, for like twenty one years. And uh, sort of, you know, that song was uh, basically, from my experiences, I'd had, you know, sort of as a, as a frontline frontline copper. Um, so like that tries to tell a story there. You know, um, Rat Town was was a story of sort of just going out with the guys from the rats and just, you know, sucking piss and playing and playing music. There's a new song on the uh, on the new album <clears throat> called Rat Rock, which is pretty much just trying to get the same thing across. It's just about uh, having an absolute fantastic time just going out and playing in a band. Yeah. And that's all the song's about. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> doing the lazy comparisons is fine, but, mm. uh, you know, just listen to the lyrics because, you know, I'm trying to tell a story here, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's funny you say that because ultimately the expectation on the um, the new album as well would be pie anthems, beer drinking, rock and roll. And while obviously, as you say, you, you have you have tracks about that, you, you're not afraid to branch out. You've got blues-inspired tracks, and you say your lyrical content. It's not just out and out rock and roll. No, 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 no. Uh, Rockstar is a total departure for us on the new album. It's uh, the last song, um, and it was just us. Uh, you know, we'd been we'd been jamming around, and you know, Jamie and I had been uh, sort of you know jamming a bit and uh, sort of coming up with some you know different types of sounds, and we just kind of reverted back to just doing a bit of twelve-bar blues, basically. Um, Rockstar, strangely enough, I wake up at three in the morning with the whole song in my head. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> had a notebook by the table and, and wrote it all down. And uh, sort of uh, the next day, I rang Jamie up and said, "Oh, look, we need to uh, we need to work on this one because this is really cool." Um, but uh, it's it's totally different to anything anything we'd ever done um, as the Rats. We don't normally just revert back to the old twelve bar, but it just seemed we tried to do a v- few variations as usual. Jamie said, "Yeah, you're a fucking wanker. That's that's bullshit." Um, and we tried to uh, try to rock it up. I said, "Look, it just works best yeah. as a, as a straight up twelve bar song." And uh, essentially, that was all about you know when you're young and you're dreaming about you know making it big in the music industry, and then after after a few years, you realise, well, that's not for, not gonna fucking happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, uh, so it's just about uh, just about sort of uh, having dreams, but uh, sort of accepting who you are. You know, I'm, you know, shit, I'm. I'm an older guy with no hair and no money, but uh, still enjoying going out and gigging. So uh, you know, that's what the uh, that's what the song's all about. It's, it's sort of accepting that and uh, and still having and still you know still wanting to go on with what I'm doing type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know so uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, and so like jaded. Uh, jaded was probably what, another one of my favourite songs in there too because it's. Um, 
it was just about expressing frustrations, you know. We've <laughs> been doing this for so long, and you get people coming up saying, oh, yeah, we can do this and we can do that, and you're just thinking, yeah, fuck, of course you can, you know. <laughs> but uh, but just realising your limitations, uh, and uh, that's what Jaded's all about. And yeah. it's, a, it's a fun song, you know. Um, one of one of the favourite lines out of that one is, uh, you know, I don't come to where you work and, and knock the dick out your mouth. Because you know, so many times people come up and try and tell you how to do what you do. Yeah. And you go, well, yeah, that's all fantastic, man. But uh, oh, you, you, know, you should try, yeah, you should try doing this. You should try this type of promotion. You should, you should try and play this type of music and uh, and all that type of thing. I say, well, fuck, mate. Yeah, we've been doing this for this long. We're not really looking at. Uh, reinventing the wheel, man. Yeah. This is what's fun for us. You either like it or you don't like it. Uh, but if you're, how it is. if you're enjoying it, um, that, that's ultimately the most important thing. You said it already. You, to dream of making it, to dream of being the next ACDC, it doesn't exist nowadays. It's impossible. There's no money to be made, barring few few bands so if you can just get out there have a good time and i guess make an impression to even a handful of people that you're, you're doing something right at least from your perspective i imagine yeah uh, like i said uh, yeah if, if people listen to this album and and have a bit of fun with it have a few beers and and you know hang out with their mates and play this full ball or play, play out the car while they're driving down the road and think well, fuck, this is all right it's keeping me awake I'm, I'm enjoying this that's all I'm asked after, yeah. man. I mean, you know, just, just. I just want people to enjoy the body, enjoy the songs. Don't think too hard about them. Just enjoy them, you know. Yeah, um, yeah that's 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 what it's really all about. No, I get that, and I guess that's kind of your expectations um, on the new album. Really, it's excited to get it out and get it heard, and hope people just enjoy it. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. So. You've had, you've had, I say, a very lengthy back to the eighties career, particularly obviously based in your homeland. Um, what's been the biggest challenge overall for the band? Do you think? I think um, sort of when you play around Melbourne, especially now. I mean, you know, back in the day, the Dirty Rats would play the Corner Hotel in Richmond and just pack the place out. You know, and and there's bands like, uh, you know. Uh, Angel of Death, you know, played support for us in the early days. You know, sort of, and, and they became quite big uh, over over in uh, over in England. Um, uh, poor old Hobbsy's uh, unfortunately just passed away, but um, yeah. you know, sort of, it's um, yeah, things like that. And then nowadays you go to a gig and you know, and you've got twelve people in the audience. So it's just, uh, the style of pub rock we play. I think is as popular as ever. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't get the support it once did. Uh, and and people are sport for choice, basically. Yeah. I think a lot of it is that problem. I mean, we'll go out and play with uh, play with three or four other bands who uh, who are all doing uh, all doing sort of pub pub rock. You know, in my opinion, probably not as good as us, but still, you know, still doing it. Yeah. Um. So so you know, oh. Well, I can go to a rats gig uh, this week, or if I miss it, I, you know there'll be another one in a couple of weeks, yep. and go there. Um, so I think, and I think that's why it's it's enjoying a bit of a resurgence over there. Is that uh, is that it's not as common, and uh, and it's not it's not seen as often. And, and it's you know, I mean Australian pub rock is is fairly unique um, in in how it was sort of like you know, how it was developed and and how it's grown over the years. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge for us, um, Jamie. Uh, 
Jamie gets really frustrated because he's been doing this a lot longer than me, right. and um, and he's uh, you know his his opinion he reckons you know oh, like Australia's dead to us. You know, there's, there's just nothing nothing for us here. We need to go over. You know, we need to go over and tour in, in England and Germany and, and France and that type of thing, and you know, go over to America. Um, and he's probably right. Yeah. Um, if we if we want now that that's kind of where our audience is now. The last album sold uh, sold a, you know, a lot of lot of copies, uh, but mainly in Germany and uh, Germany and, and sort of Eastern Bloc countries. Right. Um, seems to be where the market is at the moment. A lot in America. I mean, with Suicide off the last album still being played every day on uh, on you know, radio stations in America. So uh, you know, it's. Uh, it, it, it's it's hard in Australia because you don't get the commercial support either. The, the commercial radio, and I, I guess that's a complaint you can make everywhere. Commercial radio, you know, the, the, they're after the advertising dollar, and it's a business and all that type of thing, which you, know, you can understand. But uh, it just seems that if if you're not like in your early twenties and there's not five of you dancing and singing, um, or if uh, or if you didn't record your rock song thirty uh, odd years ago. They're not really interested, you know. I love bands like Cold Chisel and and sort of you know, Hunters and Collectors and and all that type of thing, but uh, you know that's what gets played on commercial radio um, over here. It's uh, that that's pub rock and uh, it was recorded in the 80s and 90s, and anything after that doesn't exist. Right, you know? right. So when you talk about like you know the, the the need to go to Europe basically in the UK and America and stuff like that, what what's I guess what's stopping you is it simply financially um, the the mammoth task that would take. We had a uh, we had an American tour um, mm. planned last year. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to go in uh, in May this year. We had the um, the venues were lined up. Uh, we're all booked. With our um, tickets were were sort of being sold. Everything else it was looking quite good. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, visa issues. Um, it uh, we we'd started with. Because you can't apply for your v- for your um, P1 visa uh, until six months before you go. Right. Uh, we started the process as soon as we could, and uh, by the time we got to about a month out from the tour, we still hadn't had any sort of uh, any feedback from uh, from um, Department of Homeland Security. Um, so uh, it was just a process where we thought, well, do we try and press on and hopefully get the visa in time? Or, uh, which case. If we didn't get it in time, we have all these venues that are going. Well, hang on, these guys aren't reliable, and we'll never get bookings there again. Or do we pull out and try again later? Yeah. So uh, that, that kind of fell through there. Um, we've since uh, since hooked up with some guys over in uh, over in Scandinavia. Strangely enough, that um, that uh, that tour over uh, over that way, and uh, they've um, they're sort of setting something up for us. So hopefully, we'll be over there in uh, in uh, May, April, May next year. Um, so uh, with some dates over in uh, hopefully in the UK and um, and uh, Germany, France, um, the Netherlands, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so so that'll be good. Um, but at the moment, yeah, it, it's pretty much cash. Yeah. Uh, getting the money together. Uh, same as the Aussie dollar's taking a bit of a hit and uh, is not uh, not as not as uh, valuable as it once was. I think uh, yeah, you get uh, yeah. For the the uh, British British sterling, I think we, uh, I think for every pound you uh, you get uh, 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 an Australian house, I think, and uh, firstborn child per pound. Um, so uh, yeah, at least you're not having to deal with Brexit. At least you haven't got that. At least you've got your own Australia thing going on. 
Well, yeah, I've been kind of following that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not a good situation, is it? So... <laughs> right, we'll wrap this yes. up then with a last one then, really. What, to date, for you personally, has been the most satisfying thing that's happened to you in Dirty Rats? The most, I think the most satisfying thing for me was um, when we started uh, getting people from overseas uh, from uh, sort of... Uh, getting onto our website and just saying how much they're enjoying the stuff we're playing. Uh, the first album, um, whilst I really enjoyed it, it um, and I really enjoyed recording it, um, I liked the music, um, it was it was great, and it was getting out there and everyone was enjoying it, and, and that was satisfying, but the most satisfying thing for me was has been getting this new album out, End in Tears, uh, because I know... I have written, uh, you know, sort of with with Jamie and 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 Chuka, uh, I know that I've written every song on that album, mm. um, and and people have been listening to it, saying, "Oh fuck, this is good. I really like this." Um, and every time they say that, kind of, uh, well, shit, that, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I've said before, and, I, and I'll, I'll say it again. You know. Uh, it, it, I don't care if we sell two albums as long as the two that bought really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, really enjoy listening to it. You know, um, to me that that's the fun part is is sort of putting something out that uh, I poured a lot of myself into that uh, that people really enjoy. And like I said, as as a creative group, the Dirty Rats, you know, Jamie and I do most of the writing. Uh, Chuka Chuka comes up with riffs. You know, Andy Andy sort of you know comes up with, you know, helps us out with arrangements and gets all the type of thing. And it's a big collaborative effort yeah. to come up with the song. And, and, you know, sort of when you hear it, you think, fuck, that's good. I normally can't stand hearing myself talk. Uh, I, I listen to some interviews I've done and I think, oh, fuck, do I really sound <laughs> like that? Um, and, uh, and I've never enjoyed hearing myself sing until I recorded these last two albums with the Rats. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I still don't like the sound of my voice, but you know, I just love hearing hearing these songs, you know, hearing, hearing these, these things come out, and and I think it was a fuck. I, I could listen to that again, you know. It's, yeah. I, I guess it's narcissistic. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I just love what we're doing. No, yeah. no, no. We, we 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 talk to a lot of bands uh, via Skype and stuff like that, and everyone always tries to kind of play down their achievements and play down perhaps what their um what their new record is like and stuff because you don't want to appear to say narcissistic or, or, or arrogant and stuff like that and we always kind of say man the way you're talking there the positivity you're sending our way and stuff like that it, it's it's enlightening it's fantastic oh let's say I, I love it. this this has been let's say joining the rap I've, I've been in bands before uh, and I have to say you know so the dirty rats for for all of the, all the fact that we're rude they're rude in the 80s and everything else yeah you know, it's it's just been the best part of a musical journey, man, and uh, and, the, and the music we're creating, I, I fucking love it. <laughs> it really is. Right, we're coming to an end now, and we've kind of got the big question, and it was the biggest bit of news, really, and yeah. uh, all things, and it's the Motley Crue reunion. Now, I wrote yay or nay, but I expect a bit more detail than just nay, because obviously you're <laughs> a little <laughs> more detail than I'm going to say yay. I'm, I'd be very surprised. But yeah, the Motley Crue reunion, I could... Flip this table over in annoyance. Do you know my reaction to seeing the article? Go on. It's kind of like, oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And then carried on with my life. Um, I, I, I 
I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, we could like trail back through footage and stuff that we've recorded or podcast that we've recorded that when they announced the breakup that we both probably spoke about the fact that yeah whatever yeah <laughs> whatever yeah and there was talk about contracts signed between the band members yeah. and all that but it's still like yeah whatever yeah <laughs> I don't believe it um I you know in honesty it's so predictable it's kind of depressing yeah but on the other hand as a non-fan of Motley Crue if they were together when they broke up I didn't care when they were together I didn't care when they got back together I didn't care it has no impact on me whatsoever um, I do think like I wish there was a way that like fans could I don't know show their annoyance which is obviously to not go but that won't happen yeah the problem with this stuff is that it, bands can do this shit because they'll still sell out yep but um, I do think there should be some sort of trademark or like law against the band breaking up for like a couple of years and then calling it a reunion. Yeah. Because it just looks like a gimmick, to be honest with you. Five years. That's just, all it's been. Just looks like a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh. And, you know, uh, not really. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, bands like Motley Crue and big bands like Kiss and all that, they can go five years without touring anyway. Yeah, yeah easily. It's not like, oh my God, they're back finally. Yeah. Could have gone like longer than this probably without them playing in the country. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I personally see it as a gimmick, as a bit of a joke. I guess if you're a massive fan and you were deaf, devastated when they broke up, then fair play, you, you get to see them again. Yeah. You know, that's the only only positive spin I can put on it. If, for those guys that live and breathe Motley Crue, probably is seen as good news. Why are you being so fence city about it? I want to lose my rag no, here. Because <laughs> I, I don't care about them. See, I, that's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I, I, when they broke up, I didn't care. I didn't believe that they wouldn't get back together. And then when they didn't, I was like, hmm, "There you go. Thought that would happen." <laughs> and that was it. You know, it's like it's almost like more of an insult to them the fact that I'm so nonchalant about it. That the fact that you broke up and the fact that you reunited means so little to me <laughs> that I don't even. I can't even raise like my temperature and, and like yeah, yeah, my yeah. aggression. I was like. Hmm. I don't care. Yeah. That is actually pretty insulting. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, what it is, the issue for me is um, it's the way it's all gone down, the behaviour that surrounds it, and then I'm also going to drag people into it, you Ooh, people into people. it as well. So, obviously, the whole, oh, we're, we're, we're definitely retiring, we're going to sign a contract. Your fucking contract's a waste of stupid idiot, idiot crap like that. Oh, we're all going to sign this contract. They sold these shows to people. This will be the last time you ever get to see us. Yeah. So people were paying and were going because they believe that. Whether or not... You, we can be cynical as fuck as we are, but there are a lot of people who were just on the fringes who would have just been like, oh my God, it's going to be last time we see Motley Crue, blah, 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 ah, And then they make a song and dance about this return of blowing up the contract. Did you see that video? They no, blew up the contract. The contract wasn't worth fucking diddly it's squat anyway. Contract between each other. Exactly. Very, very much down with the legal paper. Yeah, and then we get this whole thing where uh, Vince... Um, not Vince. Um, what's this called? Uh, Mick Mars had said... Uh, during the original retirement so oh yeah if we ever play together oh, yeah. live we'll pay oh well uh, you can come free now he's like oh obviously I was only joking and it's like well obviously yeah but like that's just more of your bullshit yeah. like what the fuck's wrong with you the statement right so this isn't like word for word but basically it amounted to them saying well we've realised after we got a brand new fan base of people who had seen the dirt that you oh, know yeah, there are lots of people this, yeah. out there who hadn't seen Motley Crue Oh my God, are those people... If you didn't know Motley Crue and you watched The Dirt, are you in for a shock for how they sound nowadays? Because it is no secret of Vince... You want to go watch Vince? Vince Neil can sing for shit nowadays. He's still got a great voice in regards to, say, me. But, like, what you hear in The Dirt and what you might hear on record if you put an album on from the fucking 80s to what you hear now... 
Whoa, baby, you're in for a real, real surprise. Uh, unless they get in shape, unless he does, um, you know what I mean, vocal coach lessons to improve his voice, it's going to be the same bollocks. And then we get miming. down to the fucking prices that are being suggested. The millions they want for shows. The fact that it's going to be an arena tour. So you are going to be paying £80 at least to see this washed up has-beens. And I mean that in the strongest sense of the world. I have never looked at a band like this more and thought you washed up has-beens. Your heyday was literally the fucking 80s. You have somehow managed to carve out a lengthy career of barely anything. Now, I get I'm a, this is just my opinion, but to me, I look at them and I think, how the fuck, more than any other band, have you risen to the ranks that you did this is even as you say a fucking conversation piece that you can go away for five years and go yeah we're back now big reunion shows and we're going to charge you this amount of money and we're going to say it's because of this bullshit lies on the fucking level and then to see certain aspects going i'll pay whatever they want fuck you you are the problem you are the same reason why bands up and comers play to two people in a fucking pub you're the same fucking reason because Motley Crue do not need your money. The only reason they're doing this is because they've suddenly woken up and gone, my bank account's looking a little, little less these days. Need to put some cash back on that. Oh, it... Fuck! But Motley Crue. You're all right with it, though, otherwise. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I do think that, um, that suggestion that a person who's never been a fan of Motley Crue and has therefore chosen to never go and watch them, watch The Dirt... I thought, well, I've got to go and see Motley Crue. Yeah. I, I find that to be the most incredible connection possible because I know it was loosely based around them and it was like, you know, this glossed up version of their their, their, their kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah, but like, if you're not a fan of bands and you're never going to see Motley Crue, watching a show isn't going to suddenly make you go, right, wh- where are they playing next? Oh, they're not. They quit. Let's all start writing letters of demand that they play because I've watched The Dirt. It doesn't happen that way. It's such it's bullshit. Like I watched like Halloween and then thought, God, that's a great way to kill someone. <laughs> I'm going to have to get involved in this. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, it's all made up. It's all a gimmick. Um, you're right that it is. The, we, we, not we personally, but people exacerbate the whole problem mm. by any band knowing that they can do this. And it's okay because people still sell them, sell them out. Yep. And the only statement you can ever really make that would ever make bands maybe reconsider doing this would be the day that a band, massive band, reunites and then plays to half-empty places. Yeah. Not actually, the people have kind of pissed off with you. Yeah. And then maybe the next band who was thinking about doing it is going, oh, might not be the best idea, guys. Do you know what the tour is, right? The suggested tour, the rumoured tour. And you're told about the prices. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison. Not only is that, oh my God, what... Jesus Christ, that is geriatric. That is a nightmare. There better not be many stairs in these venues. Yeah. Um, but for fu- just imagine the price. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a hundred. I would imagine it'd be like Metallica prices, man. Yeah. It'll be a builder being eighty pounds plus, but then you'll go onto the website and find out there isn't a fucking seat in the house for eighty quid anyway. Yeah. And if you want to be standing, get your two hundred quid out. It just, I, I, you know, I, I lost my rag because it's just the behaviour surrounding it. It's the bullshit that they come out with. It's yeah. the fact that they're saying, oh, well, yeah, the dirt, and we realise this, and we realise there's a hunger for Motley Crue, and it's like, fuck off, did you? I no mean, one was talking about you. I mean, In fact, would, the dirt is already I wouldn't been have gone. Res- I wouldn't have respect for them for it, but I'd have a bit more kind of less disbelief if they just come out and said, like you said, do you know what? Blow so much money in the last five years not playing music on coke and hookers. 
that I think um, we're probably actually going to tear up our contracts because we really need some more wedge. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Sorry about that, guys, but we are getting back together because we're we're out of money already. You'd be like, well, do, well you're that's motley crew. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that, we, yeah. So I wouldn't respect you for it, but I, you know, at least it wouldn't be like plain face lying, mm. pretending. But I don't know which one was to pretend. That's the only thing I don't know. With this, I don't know if they pretended to break up, or if they're getting back together for bad reasons. Like they really broke up and they meant it. Yeah. And then they've made up bullshit to get back together or whether they never really broke up at all yeah it was a plan so actually a five year gap isn't a big gap for some bands well look especially at the, the albums yeah there we go so yeah well uh, move on from that but yeah basically he doesn't care I get, I'm get. i angry <laughs> so there you go in answer to your initial question nay nay yes yay or nay nay right there we go we're going to wrap it up now we've got one final track which we talked about to start with modern technology before we go please make sure you hit that subscribe button follow us on soundcloud subscribe to us via apple music apple podcast should i say and um and all our social medias check out our big cartel and our patreon too if you want to give us a hand we're going to wrap it up now with modern technology as i said East London two-piece noise rockers Modern Technology have released a brand new live album called Exploding Head Sessions and all the proceeds from this release will go to Crisis at Christmas to help support the homeless during this critical time of the year and help fund and support Crisis's vital year-round work with homelessness. Exploding Head Sessions has Modern Technology taken a stage at the Shackwell Arms in London. This session includes tracks from their self-titled debut EP plus two new tracks All Is Forgiven and Bitter End. The track All Is Forgiven is what we're going to be ending on so thank you very much for listening and enjoy the track. <laughs>